Patricia, my darling Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia. You could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Oh, Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling. Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in The Patricia in my life, the gal who liked to smile and be everybody's friend, Patricia. It is I. Hi, I. Hello. Hello. It's Saturday night, everybody. January the 2nd. And we're back to normal. As of tonight, whatever normal is for Saturday night, we are back to normal. 2016. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> January 2nd, 2016, and now everybody knows it's back to normal. How are you? Fine. You know what I did this afternoon besides many things? What? I was transferring the Friday night show of January 6th, 2006, so almost 10 years ago, four days from now, and Frank and I were talking to a really wonderful person in Florida that night. I called him that Yeah, night. you sure did, almost t- 10 years ago. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, every, I, was every, brand, every, I was almost brand new then. You know, I put down, you know, because Patricia is now an international broadcasting <laughs> superstar. <laughs> I, I always make little notes in my in my file, Patricia Carlson. You know, so that way, that, that way, you know, we know. That's funny. One night we're going to get some international calls. And that would be great fun. That is true. What would count as an international call? 
anything outside the United States. Ah, well. Canada, Mexico, Czechoslovakia, England. Russ from uh, Canada, I know you call in once in a while. You you would count. You would count. That would be great. Do we have somebody on the phone? Yes, we do. Hello, caller. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, you too. Oh, Ralph, how are you feeling? Ralph, our kid, how are you feeling? Yeah. <laughs> That's good, huh? Yeah. You're, yeah, you're not a complainer, so I know you're not feeling well at all. Are you home, Ralph? Uh, yes, I, I'm home. That's good. And, uh, oh, I kind of got hit with a landslide. You yeah. did? I, I, I ended up with a, on top of the mouth. I got a bleeding ulcer, which they cauterized. Oh, my gosh. Some congestive heart failure showed up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm going to have a um, uh, pacemaker put in on the 14th. Okay. All right, that's a good deal. That's that's the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I was going to say something stupid like, it's good that you had all of them together and, and get it over with rather than six months apart, but that's well, a pretty stupid thing to say. I'm, I apologize. No, not at all. You, you know more about it than I do. Well, Maybe. It's, 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 you know, the nice thing, Ralph, all these things now seem to be so much easier to do than it did 40 years ago, so... You're living at the right time, Ralph. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I was at the office, and I looked at the the pacemaker. It's a little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine, his father got one years ago, and he said it was huge. I know. Yeah. I know. I guess. No, you, you, won't, you won't even know it's there. I just, right. had, I just had an uncle have one put in just before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And he's traveling to South America in two weeks. Um, and then they're going to Ethiopia. Uh, so, you know, it really doesn't, you know, they they just didn't want him to raise his hand above his head for six weeks. That's yeah. really the only restrictions right. he had, you know. But uh, I, I, and a friend of mine in my line club, he was 38. He's now in his 70s. He had a pacemaker put in when he was 38. And so he just got a pacemaker. Wow. I put a new oh. battery in every eight years or so. That's all, you know. I mean, you you are going to feel so much better. You're going uh, to say it was worth I the looked, trouble. I looked it up on the uh, internet to see just what the procedure was. Right. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they just give you a local anesthesia, mm-hmm. and often you go home the same day. Right. So I, I was pretty amazed by that. Yeah. As long as it's in the right place, it'll do what it's supposed to do, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. And you're going to feel better. Uh, I'm honest to goodness. Um, the, you've clearly got a heart rhythm problem, and that just makes you feel awful. It can wipe you out. It can make you feel anxious. It can, it, it just can make you feel so miserable and really sick. And obviously, you know, with the congestive heart failure, you need a good pumping vessels, um, yeah, piece right. of equipment there. So, well, it, you know, you know it, I think you're going to be very pleased. I was getting very depressed just sitting around the house. Yeah. 
So Tony took me for a ride up to look at the lakes today. Oh, great. I got fresh air in my lungs for a change. And it's, oh, yeah. That made me feel better. Are you going to get all this rain? You know, we're getting down here. We're going to get like a whole week of rain down here, Ralph. Are you guys going to get it? You, you know? It sounds like something's coming in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether it's going to be rain or snow. But uh, looking at the mountains around here, the high ones, there's a lot more snow than there has been in the last several years. That's good. Excellent. You'll get some good runoff in the spring. So maybe this... And it's down about 186 feet from the crest. Wow. Looks like a mud puddle. Oh, my gosh. Looking at all the places we used to go with the boat. It's yeah. Dry. Wow. I guess oh, me, my goodness. You know, I was showing today in Missouri that the flood is supposed to be 50 feet above normal. And I was trying to figure out, how can they calculate that? If, it, if they're having a flood issue at 50 feet, there's got to be a way how they calculate that. I don't know. Uh, look what's going on along in Mississippi in the uh, flooding all the way down. Yeah. So. Well, maybe you guys can stick a, uh, a pipeline in there and just bring it to your lake. <laughs> if only it was so. Yeah, that's uh, I, you're, you're talking decades to recover from something like that. I would, oh my goodness! Uh, I, I saw on the news it was pretty pretty nasty looking. Mm. I am so sorry for everybody out there. Now you've got neighbors who have wells. And I know yours is a deep well. Neighbors are not necessarily as deep as yours. Are they having trouble? Uh, some people are. We have not had a problem. That's is there another source of water besides well water? Uh, no, that's about it. Wow. There's a, there's some small water companies in the uh, in the town, but they don't they don't come out this far. Wow. How long have you been home, Ralph? When we talked to you a couple of weeks ago, you were in the hospital. So you've been home for a week or so? Or what, what yeah, about you? that. Okay. So I'm just kind of marking time, you know, when yeah. things happen. Well, you're not much of an inside-all-day person. So I'm glad you got out at least for a ride in the country. Yeah, yeah, I felt real, real lousy when she took me. When I came back, I was about, felt halfway better. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Just getting out, no matter where you go, just getting out the door will make a difference. So I'm glad you had that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, jammed up in the house here. And yeah. So what? Have, where is she going to take you tomorrow? We heat with wood, and it, it dries the place out. I'm sure uh, the the moist air was good for my lungs. Yes, yes, indeed. So, so where is she going, Ralph? Where is she going to take you tomorrow? What's on the schedule? She said something about dropping me off at the uh, used husband <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, 
I told my doctor I mean, one time, I'm like, you probably put me on the rack and change out all the parts and I'll be fine. Let's see what the weather's like. If it's really raining hard, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. If it's raining hard, that's a good thing. You know, it's, yeah, it's an yeah. environment change. Even the rain would probably make a difference in how you feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, years ago when I worked for the airlines, it was a real uh, foggy morning in San Francisco. And this young stewardess comes on the plane. She says, oh, this is going to be a rotten day. I said, why? She said, well, you know, you wake up to this gloom and you kind of set your set yourself that that's what it's going to be like. She said, well, once we get up above the clouds, it's going to be bright and sunny. And she thought it would throw your whole system off. <laughs> That's the wrong business to be in. If a gloomy day is going to wreck that much, I'm telling you. Well, you, you know, I don't know if you know San Francisco. No, I it, do not. It can be miserably cold over there, and a lot of fog. Yeah. Are you, Ralph? Are you much of a puzzle person? You know, would it be would it be helpful to buy one of those thousand piece puzzle, you know, the table thing, and then? That gives you something to work on, you know, while you're, while you're knocking off the days? Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I, uh, I play cards and checkers. Hey. The internet. Hey. Well, that, that, that's good. Keeps me a little bit busy. Yeah. As long as you win. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to work my way through all this. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're a trooper. I know you're going to do well, but boy, it sure is not a picnic on the way. No, I got, I got, you know, until the 14th of January to wait. Uh huh. That's, you know, that's about what is it, 12 days? Or yeah. So you're gonna have it done on a Tuesday. If Sorry. I, no, I'm trying to figure this out. What? Uh. It's like a Thursday the over here. Is. No, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. The 12th is a Tuesday. The 14th? 14th. 14th. Oh, the 14th. Yeah, 14th is a Thursday. Okay. I'm sorry, I thought you had said the 12th. Well, 12 days. Okay. All right. Okay, you can do this. I'm working on it. And you can call Walden and he can patch us together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we can do. Well, listen, I just wanted to say hi and let you know I'm still here. Oh, I'm so glad you did, because we were doing last night. I said, Ralph, how you doing? Wait a we were wait on a last, wait. yeah, we were on last night. Wait a minute, did she, oh, I didn't wait a minute. Know that. What, did she almost say that in a New York accent? No, uh, what, what? she didn't. I uh, said, how are you doing? And we're thinking no, of you. N- n- and uh, now I have to say, how you doing? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> How you doing? So I'm I'm glad you're doing better. You sound a whole lot better than you did the last time you called oh, in. Oh yeah, I was croaking like a frog. Oh my goodness, you were a sick puppy. And I got a good I got a good nice. Good. That's true. Well, we got we tossed you on your birthday the last time, so this is good. This is so now. Until, right, I was in the hospital. Yeah. And... So 
in 12 days, you'll have a new birthday because you'll be a new day with your pacemaker. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm uh, hoping for the best. That day we can celebrate your birthday. That's right. All right, we'll have a party. There you go. Way to go. Okay. Was, Happy New Year, Ralph. Get out of here, folks. All right, Tony. It, it'll it'll be a good one. We'll talk to you later. Take care, Ralph. Say hi to Tony. Bye now. Bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven. I almost thought Patricia said how you doing as a New York accent there, but she. Two zero seven one. The phone rings anyway. They know. Oh gosh. They, well, they'll try one, two, three, four. At least it's at the beginning of the sequence. Who's there? Hello there. You I'm not a, telling you. You need a number. Dave Kane? <laughs> Holy cats. You know. Boy, boy, I don't know, Walden. I don't know. You, you nail voices pretty quickly. I Well, help having headsets on, you know. Yeah, oh, I guess so. I can tell from your Brooklyn accent. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> My Brooklyn accent. <laughs> Hello, Dave. He can't tell very much. Hi, anyway. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Happy New Year. How are you? And you. We are great. Uh, for, for the Christmas season, we had all the kids up. We had uh, our oldest boy with his new granddaughter, with his new daughter, oh. and our next oldest with his new daughter. Oh, my were goodness. Born, they were born a day apart, one in San Francisco and one in New York. They had the coasts covered. Well, congratulations. That means you're a granddaddy two times. Uh, Actually, three, uh, because we had one already. We had a son. So So two new times. Yeah, so we're really, uh, it was very good. Everybody came here. The house was full of people. Good. And, uh, And we had a ball. We had a really good time. That is great. Yeah, He's and I just up, wanted to say, but Walden, when you Northeast do answer, holding down New England for us. Yeah, I'm doing what I can, right. <laughs> I, um, Walden, when you, uh, when you recognize my voice immediately, yes. it reminded me of when I worked with um, uh, Peter Marshall uh-huh. from the Hollywood Squares. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I had to warm up an audience for him one time on the road, and we hit it off pretty good. We spoke, and he gave me, at the time, this is pre- cell phone. So he gave me the number in his beach house and the number in his office, mm-hmm. the number in his house. And um, and we just had a few laughs and I said so long. And about three or four months later, Paul Lind died. Right. And I thought I would call Peter to express my condolences because they were pals. Right. And uh, thinking to myself, well, I'm going to call this guy and I'm going to have to start off by telling him who I am. <laughs> and trying yeah. to remind him, you know, who I was. But I, I wanted to make the call anyway, so I made the call, and coincidentally, uh, the number I picked, he answered. And he said, hello, and I, and I said, hi, Peter. He said, hi, Dave. <laughs> said, no, 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 this is Dave Kane. He said, I know who you are. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. I was so thrown that he would... Recognize my voice after just being, yeah. you know, wow. with him for a little while. So that was pretty cool. Did you have Regis on your show a few months ago? I remember you were working I'm on that. I'm still waiting. I'm talking with his 
his girl, as they uh-huh. say, you yeah. know, my girl will call your girl, you know. Yep, yep. And I, I'm, I'm still waiting. We do. I have a very good contact, his assistant, and uh, he keeps, he keeps putting it off. So I think we're going to be, of course, well, we already are into the new year. The last time I heard, he's going to do it. Maybe in January, maybe February. Yeah. But eventually, I'll get him. Yeah. So why did? Why do you think he keeps putting it off? Well, he's he's very busy. He's he and I. Uh, I've interviewed him uh, three times now, and um, several years ago. And he's really a good guy. But the last time I was going to to interview him, I was working at a radio station, uh, Patricia, doing talk radio. And the night before I was supposed to do the the show to interview Regis, I got fired from the station. Oh. So I called Regis. Um, at the number anyway, it was his home number, and I said, listen, I can't do the interview tomorrow because I just got fired. And he said, oh, that's too bad. He said, well, when you're ready, let me know. So the next day on Regis and Kathy Lee, uh, actually Joy was on with him that day, his wife. He, you know, she said, and what's new with you? And he said, well, you know, yesterday I was supposed to do an interview with my friend Dave Kane in Providence. He said, and he got fired, and the whole audience was, oh, that's too bad, you know. And he said, that's okay. He said, when you're, you're back to work, Dave, you call me, and we'll do the interview. So that was the end of that. And then about three years later, I was working in the station, and I said, yeah, I haven't spoken of Regis. So I called his person at ABC and told her, and she said, okay, I'll get back to you. And a couple of weeks later, she called me back, and she said, listen, she said, Regis wants to do the interview, but... He's doing a pilot right now for some some silly game show they want him to do. And he doesn't think it's going to last 13 weeks. So when the game show's over, when the shoots are over, he'll do the interview. Well, of course, that was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> and um, so uh, that was the end of that. And, then, and now I haven't spoken to him since then, so um, I'm just trying again. And he'll say, Dave who? Absolutely. <laughs> People say Dave Wood over here. They, I, I don't think so. You're a memorable person, and I mean that in a positive sense. Um, you know, when somebody says to me, oh, no, no, I remember who you are, and it's, you know, it's been like 88 years since I've talked with them, I'm, I'm always a little concerned if it's you remember me because it's a good thing or you remember because it was a bad thing. You know? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like that. Yeah, memorable yeah, on yeah, two yeah, ends of the scale. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, yeah. People remember me all right, <laughs> and they hope the rash will go away soon. That's what they hope. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell me I, about the but, tell me about the Christmas charity this year. How did it go? Oh, we did terrific. You know, it's our thirty second year for Christmases for kids, and uh, this year we had. Well, we thought we were really in good shape. We only had 750 kids to get Christmas for. Wow. And we were right, you know, about a couple of weeks out to the end, and somebody found uh, an envo- a, a folder with 80 kids in it that we misplaced. Uh-oh. So we had 80 kids more to get for by the end of the program. Uh, but uh, this program, thank God, has never failed. Um, and I said, thank God, Walden, because I know you're yep. very close to him. Yep. And um, and uh, he came through for us again. And so we ended up doing about, 
back handling, it would be about 830, 840 kids that we ended up. You try to get one wow. toy for every kid, or what's a, is there a rule of thumb, Dave, what you guys try, try to get for each children? Well, on yeah, we have it. Well, this, pro, this program is different in the sense that we ask the children themselves what they would like, just as you ask your kids yeah. what they'd like. We ask these kids, what would you like? You know, so many times over the years that we were brought up, you know, the poor kids, we just like give them stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it may be something that doesn't fit them and isn't their taste, etc. So we ask the kids, and they make some requests, and then we try to get that item for them. The donors do. And then we 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 try to fill up the bags with some other miscellaneous things that will connect to them, their age, their taste and stuff. We do it we, we took a, a just a general number of about hundred and fifty dollars for the child. And wow. so we try to stay within that category, you know, within that range. Just generally, just to, so that we can say, you know, have it balanced out. So we it, it's several thousand dollars every year, you know. I mean if you've got a Hundred and fifty kids, and you're doing a thousand. I mean, one hundred fifty dollars, and you're doing a thousand wow. kids. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And not only is it a lot of children, but I was thinking about this the other day. The many, many, many more people it takes to get this done. Not only our volunteer workers and elves, and the people that do the paperwork, and the people that do the financing of, of figuring everything out, and the delivery, and the collection. But the thousands of people who donate to us, yeah. who get that G.I. Joe doll or that Barbie doll or whatever it is, and bring it. I mean, it's been thousands of people over the 32 years, and we've never failed. It's generally the request from the kid of the current hot toy, or does it sort of hit the gamut? You never know. Until you see the list that, oh, this year's a, it's you a don't, lot. Yeah, you don't know it. But, you know, I mean, and now, of course, so much of it is, is you know, uh, computer-related. Right, right. You know, so much of it is computer-related one form or another. Uh, and we don't do computers, but we do what we can with, with games and apps, stuff like that that we can help out with. And, and, um, and, and there are things that the kids now use it for school. I mean, I used to, Patricia and I used to have notebooks, right, Patricia? <laughs> and, Always. And, Always. You well, know, I mean, yeah. I sometimes yeah. pull out paper and write on paper. I mean, gee whiz. Well, I don't Yeah, and now pencil. everything is have on, to have pencils, uh, no pens. an iPhone or an iPad or, you know. So it's very, it's very different, but we do ask the kids themselves. And, and the other thing, I mean, we give them a toy or play item or uh, I say that, you know, and then and when we give them a clothing item as well. Mm -hmm. And we try to give them pajamas uh, and something warm. It might be a warm winter coat. Some of these kids, you would be astounded at what they ask for. They'll ask for a coat. They'll ask for something for their little sister. Wow. Wow. Um, we had years ago, we had three kids three siblings, and they were all in a different foster home. Uh, a, a full 80% of the people we deal with are either in foster care or homeless. 
And there were these three kids, and they were each in a different foster home. And they each asked for the same thing, not knowing that the other one was being asked, by the way. And they each said they didn't want anything. They just wanted to be with their siblings at Christmas. Now, this was really tough to do. I bet. Because you need to get... Uh, you need to get social workers who are willing to give up their Christmas day to assist sure. the kids. You need to get back. You know, Patricia, you need to get background checks on wherever you would send them or bring them. Those people have to be checked. Um, so anyway, the, the, the elves got to work, and uh, a guy that owned the restaurant called us and said he would make Christmas dinner for these kids. And then we we... we got the social workers who volunteered and we took each child and neither none of them knew where they were going we surprised them oh my we took, gosh we took them to this restaurant and they walked in and there were the other siblings and uh, the social workers and the kids and the uh, workers all ate that day together in the restaurant and at the end of the meal the restaurant brought out a brand new bike for each of the children. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! And and that oh, my kind goodness. of stuff. That this, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, and and we had one other one that I know you're going to like. Yeah. That is that we had a young man, and his only wish he was in he was also in in, uh, in foster care. He wanted to have Christmas dinner with a real family. That was the request to have Christmas dinner with a real. So we had to work on that, and again, we had to, we got a couple of families volunteered. Now, this is not on the air now. We had to do this behind the scenes. Right. But, but the, usually the requests are read on the air. We try to get people involved, and but not these. So, on, you know, under the table, we're working, and we've got a family that volunteered, and we had to do the background check on the family and make sure they were okay and get a social worker to escort them and da-da-da. He went to the house. He had Christmas dinner. He stayed for the uh, until late at night. He ended up going back. He became their foster child. They adopted him, and he became the valedictorian of his high school class. Oh my gosh! What a great he, story! And he went to medical school. Wow! Who wound up choosing that particular family for him to have Christmas with? Well, we, we, you know, it's a networking thing, you know. It, it's, you know, we, we work, all of the agencies that we're involved with are all, they all have social workers and, you know, and they all have connections to people. And we just let it be known that we knew we're looking to do this. Yeah. You know, within, that, within that realm, within that mm -hmm. sphere. And people would call us and say, listen, we can do this, so we'll volunteer, or I'll take it to my office. You know, I mean, there are lots of choices, but we just wanted to get the right fit for him. Yeah. And uh, and so it was, I mean, the show, this this program has given so much to me uh, to see these stories and to hear people who are total strangers. <clears throat> and, and speaking of that, when I presented this idea, this is years ago, and I, uh, this is 32 years ago, and I first presented the idea to these five social service agencies in the Attleboro area. Um, I, I, we had a meeting, and I told them my idea, that we were going to read stories about boys and girls who wanted something special at Christmas 
but wouldn't get it unless somebody gave it to them. And we would give out, the, you know, a code number or a name. People listening could could grab the kid and say, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. And one of the social workers, a guy by the name of Lenny Baxendale, and I can mention his name because uh, he passed a couple of years ago, but the very first day we did this, and I left the meeting, and they went down the elevator from the fifth floor, and Benny and, and, and Lenny was saying to the other social workers, this guy's out of his mind. <laughs> there is no way that that people are going to buy Christmas presents for strangers. They got to are you vote. serious? Well, this guy actually wanted it to be. That? He wanted it to be true. He wanted it to work, but just he, you know, he, this was a this has never been done before. The way I we we set this up, it, it had never been done like that. I, I can't believe he doubted you. Well, oh please, I I'm so used to people doubting me. That was not. Offense to me, but I, I when he he just and he was wasn't being negative at all. He was you know he wanted to be. So anyway, as we know now, the programs a year after year after year, and every year I would see Lenny, and every year he would walk in, he'd look at me, he said, "You don't understand. This can't possibly work." <laughs> our, our annual Christmas joke with each other. He'd walk in and he'd look at like the hundreds of bags of toys and clothes and special items and bikes and you name it. And he'd stand there and he'd look at me and he'd say, Dave, you don't understand. This program can't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, and he passed away a couple of years ago. And, and uh, his, I just saw his daughter the other night and she uh, she said for, me, for him, you know, Dave, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty cool. You think you think the program, if it started today, would be harder to get off the ground compared to 32 years ago? I'm, what I'm saying, are there more red tape today than there was? Well, we're we're dealing with red tape. The, the, the program today, Walden, is not as the uh, uh, the first year I did it. We got we got uh, we did 50 kids. Yeah. Okay. And the way we did it was we we just had first names of the kids with, with a little number. Uh, I mean, I had no idea what this was going to be. You know, I, you know, I'm an idiot. I mean, I thought, well, we'll just read a, we'll just read a story, and somebody will say, I'll go get the wagon, and I'll bring it to you. Oh. You know, I mean that. I mean, I thought, how simple can that be? Yeah. You know, well, the first year we did, I think it was six hundred dollars was spent on the kids. You know, seven hundred bucks, something like that, and and we did like fifty or sixty kids, I think. And then the next year it was a hundred and uh, uh, it was a um, twelve thousand dollars, twelve thousand. Wow! And I mean it went, it, it, wow. went, it just jumped, it jumped. And and so, but now we have to um, we we cross check the the people in the program, the families in the program. Just as an example, when they come to pick up the stuff, they need to bring. Uh, a driver's license. They need to bring the gifts, the birth certificates of the children who are receiving in the program. Wow! They need to bring a recent utility bill to show that they are a resident in the area. In the area, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it is it is very very strict. They also are required now, which they never were before. Several years now, they are required to take. Classes the parents are required to take to attend 
informational classes, you know, how to handle a budget, uh, ways to, to cut your household expenses, uh, how to make a, a, a garden in your backyard, uh, or, you know, things like that. I mean, there are several um, programs and classes that we give that the parents are expected to, to attend at least five out of the seven classes. And, and so we're trying to not give them a fish, but teach them how to fish, mm-hmm. you know, and to help them get out of the situation. And I will also tell you that many of the people who, as children, were recipients of the program are now volunteers in the program and are making the program happen or are making donations to the program. It's, you know, it, it's self-perpetuating. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. Dave, how many kids did you have the first year you weren't supposed to be successful? How many kids did you I think you was, I think it was, yeah, it was just about 50 kids, I think. So, and, and 50 kids, and it wasn't going to work? It wasn't going to work because <laughs> just, nobody was going to do it. I'm just astounded that somebody would think well, well, that a program like this couldn't get off the ground. He, he just He just didn't have any faith that people... I mean, this is a guy that worked in social service all his life, and he saw the destitution of so many of these kids, and he just felt that people didn't care enough. You know, his experience was that people didn't think much about these kids or care about them yeah. as much as he wanted to. You know, caring, about, along, he, he just thought caring I about a piece of life of a kid, people can get their hands around that. They they understand a day. They understand a special day. They understand a need, a lifetime of needs. It's very hard for most people to get their arms around, but you gave them something that they could manage and they could care about and feel good about and the kids could feel good about. What you gave them was something that was manageable. And that was a gift to them as well. Yeah, well, we and we, and we did. We were so we were so um, clever about giving them. I say we people would call up and they. I, I would say on the air. I had a lot of people that listened to me in factories and offices. You know, I had a lot of mm-hmm. people who were wearing headsets and kicking a footrest. So I used to say to them, I, when I get near the end of the program and we'd be getting a little tight, I'd say to them, listen. I know you're all going to have to chip in for a present for your for your supervisor. You don't like that, jerk. <laughs> Why don't you just send us the money and we'll give you a card that said you gave the, the money to Christmas is for kids in his name. <laughs> and it was great because these people would all get together and they'd, they'd get extra money and they'd give the guy a card and say, we gave it to Christmas is for kids in your name. And then we'd get that money. You know, people were telling, after they had participated, they'd tell other people who they knew had a few bucks, hey, listen, here's a great program. Why don't you try this? You know. So did, it, did they, at, they, at the beginning, huh? day, did it drop the toys off at the radio station, or how did you arrange that? They did. Program? In the beginning, yes. In the beginning, they, uh, the radio station also owned the cable company in the town, and the cable company had an office. It was, used to be a gas station, so there was a big gas, you know, like a garage area right. there. And so I had them just bring the item uh, and they and just drop it off. I mean, it was, there was no paperwork like it is now. Now you've got to, you know, you've got to have a, a PhD mm-hmm. to do this. But I mean, in those days, they'd just come and they'd, somebody would walk in with a wagon and say, this is Billy's wagon. 
and we put a tag on it and say, okay, thank you, God bless you, you know, wow. that's it. And then my secretary, uh, Bonnie, would go down there and get all the stuff and put it maybe in Billy's wagon, and then we would go where one of the agencies were who did the distribution for us. I mean, it was so ham-hung. I mean, it was unbelievable, you know. It was just fly by the seat of your pants. I never realized what this was going to do mm-hmm. or how it was going to grow. And and it was great. And then, and then of course, we had the, the obligatory people who wanted to badmouth it. Yeah, and who started um, who started rumors that I was taking the toys for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable stuff going on, but it's it's been successful for thirty two years, and I am so thankful for it. And you see, the key is that they know where their contribution is going, where their money went. Yeah, they know that it's completely uh, nonprofit, completely volunteer. And they they know they're not going to get ripped off, and I think that's a key for a nonprofit organization. As long as people know that they're not going to get ripped off, mm-hmm. they'll come through every time. Reputation that's, is so important. I mean, I think that's why people look up uh, nonprofits on, online. They look at their their standing. They they want to see how much money is going directly to the project itself. You know, rather than some salary. Yeah, and several times we've had people just contact us and give us a grant. Some 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 organization in East Japan, some place we never heard of, uh-huh. but somebody talked to them or sent them information on our organization, the Attleboro Area Council for Children, and and we get a net note and say you you've been chosen to get it, you know, to get five thousand dollars from our organization. We had a guy that gave us a guy. I don't know if it's a guy. We had a, somebody that gave us fifteen thousand dollars completely anonymously. Wow! And does this periodically to other people, and we we couldn't even send him a note to thank him. You know, because he wanted it so completely anonymous, or mm-hmm. she, you know, and gave us fifteen thousand dollars. So it's it, if you give people a chance to do good, they will. Yeah. And if they know that they haven't been ripped off, they will do it again when they can. And the other thing we used to do with with people, and you know, a lot of the people listening were not were not wealthy people, mm-hmm. and and people would call up, and then it got really sophisticated. People would call up and say, "Well, I'll get I'll get Doreen's jeans, <laughs> right? So she gets the jeans, and then somebody else would get the toy." And then somebody else would get the books. Like, they, they'd get together. Mm-hmm. And in the old days, they used to meet, like, it, like at a Kmart or something, right? Total strangers. And they'd work away, and they'd, they'd find each other, and they'd meet at a Kmart and go in and together, and they'd, they'd shop for this child and pay for it and then deliver it. I mean, it, it was so interesting. We had one couple that used to do it every year. Their son passed away. When he was uh, 18, and every year they would come and they would pick a child who was eight, 17 or 16 out of the, out of our group, and go and shop for this 17 and 16 year old boy, and that was their Christmas. Wow. Mm. What is the age threshold, Dave? Yeah, well, it gets right up, right up to, uh, right up to 17. 
Seventeen. You know, you get the eighteen year old, but about seventeen is, and that's, that's one pretty of the cool. Big that that group, that. the 17 year old, that group is just forgotten. They're they're just it's very nothing. tough. Yeah, yeah, it's very tough because you know they stop being cute. <laughs> you know. And, oh yeah, everybody well, likes to buy the cuddlies. You're right. Exactly. Everybody wants to buy the little four year old. You know, you can. When I used to write the stories about them, so that to kind of encourage people, I would write, you know, uh, Sarah is four, Dad's gone, Mom's alone, Sarah wants his Barbie doll. Bang! Now the phones would light up. If I said uh, Billy's a uh, 16 years old and he'd really like a boombox, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. luck, Bill. You know, good luck. You know, I yeah. mean, not that bad, but I mean, it, it wouldn't no, be. No, but it is. I mean, you don't get that kind of a response for a 16 or 17-year-old kid. Right. You just don't. These kids, and these kids need it. Uh, mm-hmm. we, have, we are in a building now. We're in a building and on the third floor of this. an old high school. used to be the old high school. And now we have our own area of this building. And there's a, a, a alternative school on the third floor. High school mm-hmm. kids. Who did not, you know, did not mainstream. They didn't, and they're up there. And every year, um, we ask them to keep an eye on our stuff because we have it locked up. But you know, you never know. And mm-hmm. so they kind of help us out to make sure that nobody's in that area. And then we have a little pizza party on the day we have to deliver all the toys, and the parents pick everything up the next day. We have a pizza party for the kids upstairs. And uh, I give all the kids a copy of my son's CD, his CD that he made. Mm-hmm. And my son, my son dropped out of high school just before he passed because he was one of these kids who just didn't do school. Mm-hmm. You know, he was too hip for the room, you know. And a lot of these kids are kids like Nikki, who they're creative, they want to perform, they want to act, they want to sing. But for some reason, because of their family life, you know, they get, they don't get the encouragement they need, you know. And so I can relate to those kids. And and so we've been able to help these kids and get people to come forward for us for these kids as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been able to educate people about that. Right. Getting them to, to care about these kids. How soon... Before Christmas, do you start the work? Oh, no, it's all year long. I'm, I thought uh, that's what you were going to tell me. It's all year long. Um, in the summer, or in the spring, in the summer, we have what I refer to as black belt shoppers. We have shoppers that go out and shop for all of these items that we're going to need in the winter. Winter coats, pajamas, uh, sneakers, uh, boots, anything we're going to need. And we go in there and we get Big a discount as you can possibly get. Because mm-hmm. We're ready to buy, you know, we're ready to drop a couple of thousand dollars in that store, you know. And we are Christmases for kids, and so people say, oh, well, we got to give them a <laughs> discount, you know. And then we're a 501c3 and the, the PR of, of helping us out. So we are all year long doing this. The classes go on, uh, we help people, it, it, it's ongoing ongoing all year long but the big push is between the end of November uh, yeah. Thanksgiving Day to the December. this year was 
December 17th or 16th to close down. Yeah. And so, I'm sorry to use all this time for you. I, I was just calling to say hi. <laughs> well, I asked you how it went, and I'm just so delighted with everything that you've shared. Good stories about success and kids who wound up being really extra special because you were the, con- you were the connection to the extra well, special they, on the other side. Well, they know the, th- the key to this, and it's important when we get to the teenagers, as, as you, I know you know, Patricia, is if these kids know that somebody cares about them, mm-hmm. this is the key, that somebody yep. cares about them. That makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And those, many of those kids now are adults and married and have children, and they're helping us out with Christmases for kids by yeah. volunteers yeah. and coming and helping us. Uh, we had a family that they were all sitting around Thanksgiving one year, talking to their mother, and they were, they were celebrating and saying to their mother, we don't know how there were four of them, four kids. And they said to their mother, we don't know how you did it. Oh, my God, we had such great Christmas. How did you ever do it? And she said, you guys were Christmases for kids. kids. Now, they never knew it, of course, at the time. They had no idea. And when they realized it, they were shocked. And they since have been some of our biggest supporters and, some, and volunteers and contributors after realizing that their own Christmas had been made as a child. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. And, uh, and I'm glad you wanted to know. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for sharing so much. And the success stories, you know, the extra ones. Every kid is a success story. But yes, you had some that went far beyond that. Yeah, well, very lucky. And, Walden, thank you for your time, too. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime, Dave. And when when you're ready, we'll... we'll... Yeah, I show. today. We're going to do something. I want to give you guys a chance to rest up a little bit. Are you and kidding? then we'll, uh, what, we'll do a show. Rest up? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I got to tell you, last night I was all excited about calling you guys. And I, I, I'm, I'm a bachelor this week. Everybody's in New York. <laughs> They're all in New York. And I'm alone. And I was all excited about calling you guys. Yeah. And then when you opened the show, you said we're pre-recorded. Frank, of course. Oh, you yeah, up the bed. Uh, but you said we're pre-recorded. I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I could do it, and they're pre-recorded. Well, we did, yeah, but we know we, we uh, Frank, then, we, then Patricia joined us. We we, we we were on until 4 in the morning. Oh, oh, my heart's broken. Yeah, oh, yeah, you could have called it 12.30, and we were on for, uh, we, we did it, we did five and a half hours, but the first, with Frank, part was on, we're pre-recorded. Everything else was live. Okay, well, yeah. well, I'm sorry I missed that one, but I, I, uh, I just thought the whole thing was re-recorded. I no, I would, I, I would get, I, I would get shot if I did anything pre-recorded during the holiday season. I think, I think there's so many people out there who like having something live during the holidays. You know what Oh, some, absolutely. Yeah, I was looking you know, forward to it. I knew. You, yeah. I thought to myself, oh no, they're going to be live. They're going to be doing it. <laughs> I'm already, <laughs> and I heard you say pre-recorded. I went, oh no, man. no. See, you should, you can't trust what I say at the beginning of the show, Dave. What can I say? Well, you know, I, I, I every once in a while I trust what you say because you start with a prayer. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I got, so I got to, I got to trust true. that one, That's right? True. Yeah, yeah. 
you got you got that. All right. Well, that. I'll be talking to you guys. God bless you and happy new year. You, you too, Dave. Thank you, Dave, right. and happy new year to you too. It's so good to talk to you again. Yeah, you too. Let's do it again, okay? You bet. Thank right. you. Thank you very much. Right. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Well, we have a birthday boy home. So he wants to give us a birthday update. So let me do that. We'll keep the phone lines open. Which one you say right to? Okay. I don't know anything about the birthday boy. I have Jaws no professional. Skype trademark left bracket thirty one right bracket dash Walden dot Contacts lit app online. Walden Hughes app. Search edit. Active Favorite. And that's include Walden's John Gassman, Patricia from F. Bill Bragg, Frank Ress, Unread Messages, John it Unread like Messages, Larry Gass snatchers. Applications, Content Video, Send I, Send Video, Send Test, Send Contact, Send Files, dot, Send Voice Met, Shares, Invite the Group, Almost Enter, Leaving Menus, well, Patricia from F. Loading Job, January, okay, and Walden's going to come back and say, I'm back. I'm back. This is, are you back? See? I'm back. There's Larry. I, Larry, happy birthday! Thank you. Hello, caller. Happy birthday to you if you're having a birthday. <coughs> I guess not. It's nothing to call about. <coughs> Wait a minute. Okay, we'll put you. We'll let you. We'll let you get. So now, here. Excuse me. Oh my gosh! Uh, you caught what John has been walking around with, didn't you? Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> I guess he did. Oh, that poor guy. We'll put... John in Maryland. Hi, John. Yeah, I I enjoyed your caller. That you just had one. You enjoyed Dave, yeah. Uh-huh. Dave is fun. Yes. Dave rather... is always fun. Happy oh, birthday. I'd rather him been on there than me. Dave who? <laughs> <laughs> Dave talked to me this afternoon about oh three or four hours ago. Did he really? Yeah, we talked for about oh five or ten minutes or so. Yeah, and... he's catching it. <laughs> He, he can yeah, he is. He's alone he this weekend. He's he, it. Yeah. Well, he was alone this weekend, and he was so excited because he was alone that he was going to be able to just sit back and relax and listen to all of the show last night. And then the first thing out of Walden's mouth, unfortunately, was this is the recorded version of Frank Brzee and Larry. And, and so he took that to mean the whole show was recorded. Yes. Yes, that's and it what wasn't. he said when he just yeah. Oh, did he? Him. I'm sorry I repeated the same thing because I didn't No, no, hear. no, no, that's okay. He had, but he told you as well. So, boy, he really was disappointed. Uh, yeah, that, that's too bad. Yeah. That, but now we know how to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, how's the water in Maryland? Everything okay down there? What, what, what's going on with you over there? Well, my son-in-law went playing golf today, so it wasn't too bad. No, it's not bad at all. It was in the, uh, I guess, mid, mid-40s. <laughs> Another one. Wow. <laughs> no. I don't know how you grip a club in 40-degree weather. We right in Chicago does the same thing. Anything right 40 same. and above is golf weather. Remember, he said he played in the snow. Wow. Did he say that? Yeah, I don't recall I think, that. And I think, if you're playing, I think there's an orange golf ball you play with. If you're going <laughs> to play in the snow. How do you find a cup? <laughs> I don't know. They, well, I guess they I put a flag in it. That's why. He's ready to go play golf, and I got an ask in on him. <laughs> I'm sitting in a chair with an ask. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, dear. I don't know. You guys. 
Is is football finished for a while, or am I facing football this weekend? You got pro football now, pretty much. You got the college, the championship in, in eight days, but pretty much all pro tomorrow. Okay. The last, it, we're at the last end, Patricia, into the playoffs. Well, it doesn't really matter. You know, I just don't turn on the telly. Sometimes that's all that's on. I have eight, that's something like eight or nine stations, and five of them are professional sports or college well, sports. If you would see where I'm living now, you would die with all the TVs in all the systems. He's got with all the with all the what? Direct TV, all the different satellite cables. dishes on the roof. Oh, oh, oh! I don't know how many channels he gets, but it's all. He's, and he's got one you can click on, and he shows six screens at once. <laughs> it's a guy thing. <laughs> it's a guy thing. No, I try to amuse myself because that would drive me bananas. <laughs> I think the nicest Christmas gift, if you're giving a television of any kind to a guy, the nicest gift you can give is two channel changers, two control <laughs> units. Because inevitably one will wear out. He's got about five that he can use it. I don't know, I, I don't know how to use them. There's so many. There's so many uh, remotes. I don't know how to work it. I, I know. All you need is an off and on button and numbers for the channels. Yeah. There's nothing simple out there. No. But anyway, uh, for the holiday. At midnight, there wasn't a sound in our neighborhood. Nothing. Oh, my goodness. Own quiet. Oh, my goodness. And the other night at church, they gave, it, as you left the church, they give you one of these Ziploc bags. Oh, I guess it's about eight inches square or something like that. Uh-huh. And in there, they had a bottle of water. They had uh, some snacks. They had a wool cap, and they had these uh, food cans that you could pull the zip pop like a, mm-hmm. and you can have like Vienna sausages and all. And they said give them to homeless people. Uh... So what? I, there's no homeless around here. <laughs> there's none to be had. <laughs> I don't even that's have a good thing to hear that there's some. At some place, even if it's just a little corner. Well, I'm, that... into the, I'm going into the city tomorrow. I'm going to a, a church for a meeting. Mm-hmm. It's in mm-hmm. the city, right across the street from City Hall. And I know that they feed the, the poor at lunchtime. They have a lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it to the girl that's in charge of that. And I'm going to say, give it to a homeless person. Now, there's not Excellent. We don't, even, we don't even have a police department. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what happens if you have an emergency? Do they have a county sheriff? No, they have. They, they're not far from Interstate 70, and it'll get a state police come over. <laughs> no police department. So, what about ambulance and fire service? They have a volunteer fire department. I think it's only one, but no police. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We don't, my daughter doesn't even lock the house up. Never locks her car. <laughs> she might be living back in the 1940s, right, John? Yeah. Well, well you know, what my mother told me 
company. They first bought their house. They bought it brand new just before the Depression, 1928. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe a couple of years later, my brother threw away all the keys. <laughs> all, all the locks got all the keys and threw them all away. Why did he do that? We never needed them. Never, we never locked the house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to worry about anything. Was it part of a scrap drive? I don't know. We threw them all. No, this is before that. This is back in when the Depression first hit, 1929. So he, he got in the act early. <laughs> <laughs> threw them away. That's a hoot. All the keys, threw all the keys away. Nobody ever replaced them. Never got around to it. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> That's really funny. So did your daughter and son-in-law have a good thank- uh, good Thanksgiving, a good New Year's time at the party they went to? Yeah, they went to a, a neighborhood party, and then mm-hmm. they, stayed, they stayed the night. I don't know why, but they came home around 10 o'clock on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I, we got up early and... We saw them come home. They they went right up to bed. <laughs> oh my gosh! So. Sounds like they had a good time all night. John, where is your nearest supermarket or grocery store? Well, where we live right now, if, if you don't have a car, forget about it because you have to walk two, maybe two, three miles to get to a store. Yeah. So, but That's anyway, a third distance. Luckily, we have a car, so. Yeah. They have it in mm-hmm. our garage, but I park mine next to their garage, and uh, we, we always have a car we can go. So I have to put yeah. my GPS yeah. in the in the working order. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're out here yet. So I've mm-hmm. some uh, addresses of the places we want to go. You know, mm-hmm. I can find that out. But to get into Baltimore City it takes about forty minutes. At forty minutes, and you have to—that's on the interstate, Interstate seventy, which goes Wait, all into California. <laughs> that's quite a distance. Yeah, but that's—that's that's how we live out here in the sticks. You're in the so sticks. There's, there's nothing to the right, nothing to the left, nothing across the street. <laughs> My goodness! Yeah. All right, here's here's the wildlife question: Do you have bears? Do you have a what? Bears, Grrr, growly bears. We, we can see the mountains from here, and, and uh, what they did, what they what they have a lot of is a lot of turkeys, wild turkeys. My goodness! Here, but they they go at the deer crossing. Mm-hmm. Those those deer crossings work, and my son-in-law was showing me where it's, this is the area you got to watch for deer because it's mm-hmm. crossing there for hundreds of years. They leave their scent marks. And they go back and they trip it. They ah. along that trail, you know. Yeah, I knew they couldn't read signs. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> they leave How do we know? Their, off, their offspring goes along that trail, you know. Uh-huh. So if you see a sign that's a deer crossing, it's proven that, that there were a lot of casualties there, you know. So anyone mm-hmm. you have a... Uh, a lot of deer crossings. <laughs> and uh, 
but it's it's different living out here. It's awfully quiet. I th- I thought I hear something at midnight. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> they left it up to you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let me ask you: Does the quiet disturb you? No. Uh-uh. no. So I remember in I Love Lucy series in one of the uh, episodes when they moved to the country and. Desi couldn't sleep, or Lucy couldn't sleep, I can't remember which, maybe both of them, because it was too quiet. They had come from the city, and it was so quiet, they couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, you know, what, what, what I did notice that you hear every little sound. If you hear a creak in a wall, you hear it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's so quiet. Now, my, my daughter, well, before we moved up here, about a couple years before that, they had a deer smash into their uh, dividing doors in the back of the house. It didn't break. It must have cut himself because there was blood on the door. He got away. And then I think I told you this. My daughter came home from work one day. She gets home before. Well, my son-in-law, he works out of the house now, but then he was coming from his office. And she came home and there was two cows in the front yard having us grazing. They're just sitting here grazing in the front yard. <laughs> two cows. <laughs> and then my son-in-law was telling me today that uh, he saw on Facebook that uh, some woman was advertising if, if there's anybody that's got cows missing, they're in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. You know, that's really dangerous because... That means there's an opening in the fence, and they had to cross roads somebody to get there. Somebody didn't. Somebody didn't close the gate, and they got out. Well, I have. I have a cut in the fence. I have a cow story for everybody. You know, my mom worked for the Irvine Company for 35 years, and they basically were the uh, agricultural hub here in North County. Now, real estate developers. They basically, at one time, owned two thirds of Orange County. And where she worked for 10 years on the ranch where they had cattle and raised the crops. And they would always get interesting phone calls. And at 5 o'clock in the evening, they got a call from a person who was throwing a dinner party and called to see if the Irvine company could get go get some diapers because she wanted the moo-moos to wear diapers. She didn't want them to have the moo-moos be in the front window while she was throwing the, the dinner party. What? Oh, and you want to hear something else? Yes. Funny? Yeah. Uh, you were talking yeah. the other night about... Had she escaped uh, from somewhere? You remember you that were talking all the people in Times Square? Uh-huh. Well, I was... One of the commentators that I was listening to said, you see that Walgreens over there across from Times Square? And the other announcer says, yeah, I see it. He says... In about an hour, they're going to be out at the pens. <laughs> so people that was a cow that. story. I can't believe that. Did they trace the call? <laughs> they're going to be out at the pens. <laughs> well, they had another call one night, Patricia, that um, the the airline company must have owned all the insects in the world. They wanted to get they wanted to go capture all the world bugs that were surrounding all the cows and things. So the Irvine company needed to go pick up their insects. Hmm. 
I just wonder about these refugees. You see them on television. They walk in long lines. And you wonder, where do they eat? You know, where do they go to the bath? You know, what do you do? Yeah. You wonder, how, how are they doing that? I, I understand they got some different countries have, like, little uh, centers where they can get food or check through. But still, it got to be a long way from each checkpoint. Huh. It, it's, I don't know. It's just incredible. Then they got to the one border, and I think it was Austria. They wouldn't let them in. I know. I know. I mean, you wonder, how are they getting along, you know? It reminds, know. You, it reminds you what happened to Europe right after the Second World War. Oh, yeah. They were eating grass. Yeah. People eat grass. I, I know people that did that. They eat grass. It's hard to believe. Yeah. All they had to eat. And some were, mm-hmm. some were walking through country to country to get back home. Because, you know, yeah. they were relocated during the war. Yeah. Just amazing. And a, and a friend of mine, he was a prisoner of war during World War II. Mm-hmm. And he has got some stories to tell you wouldn't believe. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not like you see on television. They were strict and mean and all that. Yeah. <laughs> he says it really wasn't that way. He said they had to work on a railroad. He says, well, one time, he says, uh, they work on a railroad replacing the tracks, and then, then the air raid siren would go off. And then he said, yeah, everybody would run for the ditch, and the Allies would come in and blow up the rails they just put in. And then for the air raid to go back, they had to clean up the mess, start putting the rails back in. Mm. He said, well, one of, the, one of the prisoners, while they were in the ditch, found a rabbit. And it was a dead rabbit. It wasn't fresh killed or anything. They didn't know. So he brought it back to the barracks, and they were having potato soup. And he said they cut that rabbit up. He says, and one of the one of the men was going. He was going, "Hooray! I found a piece of rabbit." And he's and he's still. <laughs> wow. So, so was, but he had some stories to tell. I wish I'd have wrote some of them down. They were funny. Yeah. They he wrote his book that Hogan's Heroes. They had that. Sergeant Schultz mm-hmm. that plays mm-hmm. all the time. Yes. They have one of them. He, what they do, they had the old people. The old guard was watching the prisoners. They were doing something. And uh, one of the one of the prisoners was holding a rifle for the for the guard while he was doing Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I see nothing. That's what Schultz says. Yeah. I, I see nothing. Damn. But I didn't. Oh, my. I know. Oh, my. <laughs> but that's, that's funny. It is funny. Well, John, I am so glad you checked in and let us say Happy New Year to you again. Thank you. And I it's hope always, it will be. It's always so good to talk to you. Yeah. And my son went back to Texas and he caught a cold. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. So, I don't know. Well, he got trapped in that... Uh, uh, bad weather down there. He spent the night in the airport in Dallas, him and his wife. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I never thought about that. The, the, the flight coming in from Texas, you know, which would be the plane they would take back mm-hmm. to Dallas, it was an hour and a half late. And when they got on the plane, and when they got to Dallas, that their connecting flight had left. Yeah. And there was no more flights till the next day. Because they oh go to College Station, which is 
It's got two runways and two gates. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, so uh, anyway, they got, they spent the night in the airport, which they couldn't sleep. Said, of course not, no. Too much noise. But he finally got back home. He, he sent me a text message. I'm home. <laughs> Good. So it worked out all right. But other than that, it was a very nice Christmas. We were all so glad to see my son from Texas. Everybody wanted to know all about his experiences. And I know one time he was talking to one of my nieces, and I know he started to cry. So there was, it was too sad of a story, you know. And now he got the blood clots, not the blood clots, but the blockages in his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One was 100% blocked, and the other one was a 75% blocked. Ouch. Are they going to be they, able to do anything for it, or did they do something? Did they put the stents in? No, they couldn't use stents because it was behind his knee where you're, you're flexing. Oh, gosh, knee. no, you can't do that. But what they did, what do they call it when they put the balloon in your artery? They have a oh. <laughs> um, I, I, a, a balloon a, in your artery. Angioplasty. That's it. And what they did, they they drill, they actually drill in your groin to get into that artery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they put it in there and they expand it, and then they put another one inside that. And then he said, that was a piece of cake. He said, he went home the same day. Yeah. But but this one was 75%. He had all kind of complications. And uh, it couldn't get the blood to clot. And oh, boy. Actually, the blood was squirting up in the air. Oh, gee. So they they um, they were going to put a clamp on the clamp, and then he says somebody came in and took their fist, stuck it into his groin where that artery mm-hmm. is, and held it there. Yep. For the longest mm-hmm. time. Yep. And, and they finally got the blood to clot. And he yeah. said, but that's, that's the femoral artery, and it's a big one. So you you puncture that and it doesn't close up and you're really in trouble. Yeah, as big as your thumb, the artery. uh, But anyway, he wanted to go home and they said no. He said if that would start to bleed again, he said you'd be dead in 20 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, because that's your main artery. So they they kept him in the hospital and they, they got the blood bleeding under control and he was allowed to go the next day home. But he's had one heck of a time. That poor guy. He's really been through the mill. Oh, my God. I'm so glad all of you were able to be together for Christmas. What a treat for everybody. Yeah, and then he's telling us this. They had to fly him from College Station, Texas, to Houston. Mm -hmm. The cost $30,000 the trip. And oh my he's with, God! He's with Blue Cross and Blue Shield and Care First. They only pay five thousand, so he owes them twenty five thousand dollars for just the trip to Houston. Good then grief! He's in the hospital almost a month, two hundred dollars a day. Figure that. That's seven days a week. That's fourteen hundred dollars a week. I helped him out on one loan, and but I couldn't help him out on the other because it was just too much money. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have that much money, <laughs> and I paid off one of his doctor bills. But 
his wife sends money in, but she sends in what they can. Cause, yeah. Uh, of course. And then he said, we can put it on your credit card. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah right. Money <laughs> they're, they're all volunteering. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, gee. That would drive oh, me nuts. But his wife, everyone sends him money, so she pays what she can. It's uh, it's almost impossible to pay off that, <laughs> that, no, that it, bill. No, it is. It is impossible. Gee, my God. I mean, you don't make that kind of money, you know. No. But anyway, uh, things are working out pretty good for him. Good. That's good. Well, thank you, John. You have yourself a wonderful week, and we'll be here next Saturday because we're back to normal now. Yeah. Well, tell Walt I'm sitting here while we're talking. I'm looking at John and Larry on Facebook. Well, good. Well, uh, we, got Larry, uh, we got Larry on Skype here. We're going to get a birthday report. On yeah, he said someplace called Stupix. Uh-huh. That's what he was just telling me, so we're going to find Stupid out. Steakhouse and Bar. It's about six of them there. Looks like they're getting ready to be served their meal. Oh, they got a birthday cake. <laughs> Is this I'm, a live transmission? No. Nope. I'm glad. I'm glad I got him on Facebook. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty good guy. He 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 Facebooks everything he does all day, don't you, Larry? Almost. Almost. <laughs> Not quite all. I got more. working on it. Book. <laughs> I'm not as active a Facebook as Larry, though. But if, no, he's. He's all over the place. I know. Facebook. <laughs> yes, and and we have capitalized on his time this week. He's been so good. You've been so good, Larry. Thank you. Really, thank Yo, you. You're welcome. And, and I even I, I even got so Dave. To... I even got Dave mm-hmm. Kane to call me back just about ten seconds ago to say happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did because he forgot funny. about it earlier. That's funny. He I, really is batting I, it with us. I sent you birthday greetings, and you told me thank you. Hey, I I'm trying. It's there are 170 up there at least, maybe 180. I know. I'm trying to answer them all. <laughs> it may not happen today, but over the next couple of days, it might. It probably will. You'll make it. Yeah. You'll make it. So, well, thank you, John. We'll talk to you next week, maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll try to call talk to you. All right. Hey, guys, okay. I have a funny story for you. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay, All thanks. Right. Take care, John. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Larry, tell, tell us how the birthday day gone so far. Well, I mean, it started out, it sucked pretty much because I had to do laundry. And, <laughs> and I was told by my friend Debbie I was yesterday. Ask if you got it done. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was told in no uncertain terms by my friend Debbie yesterday on, on, on the first, you don't do laundry on New Year's Day? I mean, you know, you, you do it tomorrow or Monday. I said, yeah, but tomorrow's my birthday. Sunday, I'm busy. Monday is work. Maybe I can do it, and they won't know. So I she talked me into it. It didn't take much, really, you know, for her to say, you shouldn't do it on your on New Year's. So I did it today. And then I got comments from other people saying, you're doing laundry on your birthday? So it had to get done, so I got it done. And, I, I, you know, we didn't know what we were going to do because it was just going to be a relaxed, laid-back day, and I had stuff to do to catch up. And then I said, you know, John, let's go, to, let's go take Uber, which is a, a cab service, which I think is nationwide, or Lyft. It's, it's depending worldwide on which one we, now. Yeah. Well, so is Lyft, I guess. They both are. 
And we'll go to Stubrick's, which is our favorite steakhouse, which we've talked about, oh, at least once or twice, in Fullerton. And so he said, okay. So he puts it up on Facebook, and along about, oh, 4, 4.30, one of my friends from church, from my Bible study, she said, hey, what are you guys doing for your birthday? I said, oh, we're going to go to Stubrick's. Now, I've taken them all there for, for Christmas as a Christmas present. So they all know it and have been there several times. And they said, no, not on your birthday. Don't take Uber on your birthday because you got to pay for it. I said, it doesn't matter. You know, Melinda and I used to do that all the time because we had to. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to go somewhere, you got to pay for it. You want to go somewhere, you go. We certainly can't be driving cars. So so it turns out they wound up coming over, picking us up, and and we invited uh, two more friends. So there were six of us. And we went to uh, Stubrick's and had a wonderful time. And... Um, and they had dessert for us because it was our birthday. Uh-huh. And there's there's a video of that. And uh, I, we just got did, back. Did the restaurant sing to you? Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, okay. They, they were very nice, though. Very pleasant. Fun to deal with them. John ate all of his meal. I never did ask whether how many, how many ounces it was. Half of mine is here and will be for tomorrow. But we had a great time, and I came home, and I it, I was also trying to upload same time same station because it's not, well now it's being uploaded, but but I just we just finished it this afternoon, so it'll go up tomorrow to everybody, and there are about 170 to 180 birthday wishes, either on Facebook or on Messenger or on Skype, or um, email on uh, texting and email. Yeah. So I, last year we did this. Both of us did this. We answered each one. Uh, maybe it was only a, you know, thank you so much or something. Mm-hmm. But most people won't. Most people will just, at the very end of the day, they'll come back and they'll say, thank you to all of those who wished me happy birthday. And they'll, they'll mm-hmm. do one for everybody. And we try and answer everybody. And, you know, depending on how well we know them, uh, we'll, we'll try and put a little specifics in there. There are several people that I don't really know well, except they're friends of mine on Facebook, but that's all. And, you know, so I try and respond based on what they responded to in the past. So, you know, it's a good way to make friends and it's enjoyable. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good day. A fun I'm day. I'm glad. Yes. Uh, hello, Colin. Yeah, it, it sounds like you had fun at the restaurant. It's your favorite restaurant. Oh, we had a great time. Oh, my gosh. They, they will remember us at the restaurant. <laughs> I wanted wanted to ask you about Uber. There were a couple of people who posted what they got charged on New Year's Eve for transportation. And Mm -hmm. they gave comparisons what would normally cost them $20 for that particular distance. One of them was charged over $2,000. Well, they were foolish for paying it because... Uber typically is a third, again, as much, a third less than most cab companies, depending yeah. on the city. I mean, it's cheaper than most regular cab companies. And, and so, you, you so, can, you so, so see, is Lyft. And you can see the price ahead of time if you want it. You can decide. Oh, oh sure. You can. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course, because you do it on your that. phone. Did, the way I read these, these notes, one of them got charged like 1800 but one of them was over $2,000. Well, what I you did typically not realize do, the way these things were, were written left me with the impression that it was a surprise at the end of the ride. 
No, no, no. You typically what you do is you it's a phone app that mm-hmm. you log into and you see who the driver is, you see how many minutes he is from you, you put the beginning and ending location in, and you can get a fair estimate. And that means F A R E, by the way, not F A I R. Yeah. Um, and so you can click on that. And if it's too much or whatever, you can not even do the ride. So you know exactly what it costs before the driver even gets to you. Now, it may change okay. a tad because of traffic yeah. conditions. It might be a tad yeah. more, but not, not thousands of dollars. No way. No. No. And who who sets the price? Because it does change for high intensity well, nights. Like for example, New Year's Eve. Yeah. Lyft uh, I heard the general manager of Lyft called the day before and this is their, this is how they structure it, Patricia. They charge ninety five cents a mile, twenty cents a minute. That's their structure, but if it's during prime time, it's just double. There's a cap of double, and that's it. That's their price structure. And does that include the special holidays like New Year's Eve? Well, they consider that prime time, so all it would be just double. I had seen in several places that they were using 9.9 so nine times, nine point nine times their regular fee. So ten dollars would wind up ninety nine dollars. Um, you know, a ten a normally ten dollar ride, and I mean that just sounded extraordinary to me. Is there yeah. a local or an or a regional office that would allow that kind of billing? I don't know. I, um, I would think I would think with the bad PR, they're going to get refunded. Because generally, oh yeah, generally, you know, oh yeah. For example, I, I I know that Uber doesn't have at least an office that you can get to because it's all run through computers. Now there are numbers that drivers have, but mm-hmm. the public doesn't. And I don't know if it's the same with Lyft. It was interesting, Patricia. Um, when at the Spurvac convention, John Larry and I went with Beverly Washburn and Sharon Beard to, to dinner, mm-hmm. and Sharon the Smokehouse. And Sharon for, forgot to take her jacket off the off the car. And it so, was on the back seat. And so, uh, because there's no central office, it was, it was an interesting. John, I think, I'm trying to remember how they did. I think John contacted he uh, he had he talked to the driver, right. and the driver called him back, and the driver had the contacts to the various offices, and eventually they got to an office in Santa Monica. And the driver was going to bring the jacket out to John, and eventually Sharon said, "No, my brother doesn't live too far from the, there. He'll come and get it." So, but it took a week to get the jacket back to her. Wow. Yeah. Because um, she lives in, in Reno. New York City. She lives up in Reno. Yeah, in New York City, with the um, livery cabs, everybody's free for. You probably would never get it back. No. There's no kind of and a Sharon. Network. Sharon is such a little person um, that why would anybody take her jacket? She's about the only one who could fit in her jacket. And so it was a nice jacket and she did not want to lose it. And turns out she did not. She did get it back and was very appreciative. Her shoe size is two, Patricia. (laughs) You told me about that. I mean, that's like dancing. And she dances. And it's like dancing on the end of a cane. And think about it. I, I don't know how she manages to balance. A size two is 
very tiny. And to maintain your balance, number one, has to be a challenge in some circumstances. But to dance, uh, well, then, of course, ballerinas do it on their tippy toes. So So I guess that's okay. But size two is very small. Do we have somebody on, on the call? Hello, call. You're on air. Hello, yes, guys. This is Robert from Washington. How are the three of you tonight? Hello, Robert, and Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you guys, and Happy Birthday to you and John, Larry. And Thank you, Robert. And uh, um, I see on the Yesterday USA website that Bill hasn't really updated it since the 31st. Can you give the family anything you can report over the air on what might on any updates that might have happened with the station and no not not really except that we've 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 beta tested the other servers at least two of them and and it's up and running on on both in test form and so we're ready if if 365 says see you boys see you girls <laughs> we're ready to to put that information up yeah, well, I'd, uh, but I think I'd, for the time being, it's just going to sit there until we find out what happens. Yeah, well, I'd be very sad to lose uh, 365 because they had a special station, special stations devoted just to Lum and Abner, Fibber McGee and Molly and, and Gildersleeve. And I it would it's a you know, I have all these shows and stuff on disc, but it was nice to listen through an app where I could. I'm, you know, when when I, you know, at, at well, times uh, when I'm alone, um, it would, you know, it was nice just to carry Fibber McGee in my pocket and just listen to him yeah. all day while I was doing other things, well, not having to be tied down to a computer feed with, you know, a computer with uh, a, a hard MP3 disc. Well, that, and, that, yeah, I, I don't think any of them have dumped yet. No, uh, can I check the? No, that, no, no. But I'm saying when they do at the end of the month, I'm really. Well, gonna, no, no, no. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that it, that's yeah, actually going to happen. Well, assuming they do, which is. The last I heard that if they did go un that they did go kaput, it would be by the end of this month. And if that happens, I'm just saying I'd yeah. be very well, but, sad to lose. But remember, it. they have they're still working on getting advertisers. So yeah. if they do, if they do, then then they may not go away. We still don't okay, know that. But I'll give you an inside secret. Yeah, the Fermi Molly channel, the Great Grocery channel, the Jack Benny channel, the woman, all come from one website. KibRadio.com. Right. Yeah, KIBM Radio. Right. Yeah. Dot com. And so I imagine they're going to find a home too. So I, I imagine, um, you know, th- that, you know, if, if Right 65 goes, they're going to probably find a place too. You know, a lot of these places are not going to. Well, they're considered pro broadcasters. Right. So they're, yeah. they're not going to go away. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd. I hope they can get another app up and running. And as I was telling, um, if as I was telling um, Walden in an email, which by the way, Patricia, I emailed you and you responded back. And mm-hmm. what had to happen was that when you responded back, I emailed you from my Gmail account, but my Hotmail account apparently wasn't getting through to you, and that's. That's really weird because I know you have hot mail as well, and I just find it 
ironic that I had to use my Google email address for you to receive one of my messages and finally have you be able to respond. I mean, yeah. that's a... Yeah, because that was yeah. the only one I got, Robert. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one, of the, one, of the beta, one of the sites for beta testing does have a mobile app, and so I imagine that will be... Oh, that, yeah. That will is be... It, is it a premium thing? No. Oh, well, you know, I I do the $5.95 thing through Live 365 because I don't want to hear a bunch of commercials or see a bunch of ads, so I pay the premium membership in order to be commercial-free. Right, but this one mobile app, this one site we're looking at, it's a custom mobile app per every station. So it'd be... Oh, yeah. So, but we, you know, who knows what... That's still in a beta test, and I imagine that would be the last thing that will get plugged together. But I just, there are, there's going to be some options here. Um, we're, we're just walking through the tulips, as I like to say, right now. Just trying to make sure everything's going to work. Yeah. Um, well, um, how, how was everybody's New Year? I spent it with Walden. Oh yeah, I, I, I poor, He's a great poor Walden, you have been a slave driver to the adorable one. What is what Patricia might <laughs> Thank have you, Robert. And uh, I spent it with Larry and he's a great date too. Well, well, yeah. Thank you so much. It, it, we went a lot of great places, didn't we? Yeah. yeah we did. But yeah, we just sat here in front of the computer saying, Well, what do you want to talk about now, Patricia? <laughs> yeah, well I <laughs> The the adorable one may have to sleep for a week. All these extra shifts. She, oh no, that's shifts what that's she's what, been on. She that's why she's running away from home next week. That way she she knows I can't find her number. So that's that's why. Oh, you, you're not going to be on next week, Patricia. And yes, Saturday I will be, but during the week oh. I'll be out of town. So oh, he can't find me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find you. I think so. Well, you know, I, 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 so. I, I'm wondering, Larry, but my candy's gone this week. And yeah, got, that's true. And I got this emergency phone call he, from Bill Bragg. He he didn't want to be alone, and I didn't get the message. So I'm wondering if we're going to be sitting there with Bill next week. Could be. You know? uh, we won't be Monday, but Monday or Tuesday we won't be. Well, I know I we and we got you might be I, yeah I might be money I know Wednesday we can't because we got a reps meeting. Wow, that takes care of three days. So I'll probably for me. wind up doing Monday and Tuesday, and probably if you, yeah. So anyway, Bill, if you're listening. Well, John, John might John might be able to do it Monday. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. But you know how so Bill, if you need us, let's let us know. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't volunteer yet. It's better not than, yet. It's, you, it's not. The, it's wait, not seven wait. nineteen in the evening. You're the one that told me call and find out ahead of time. Why wait till two minutes? Well, before? that was when we knew he might. <laughs> this is a case of I'll bet he does. <laughs> oh. So we'll see. We'll see what next week's schedule is like. You know. Hey, Larry. I wanted to ask you in your capacity as president of Spurdvac. Um, when is the next issue? When should the next issue of Radiogram be arriving in my mailbox? Because any think, any day now. Okay. Well, I think that I think my subscription expires in in February, and and I 
I'm eagerly awaiting to, fi- to find my the information I need for to renew because I don't want to miss Martin Graham's articles on the early years of the Lone Ranger and Tonto because he's been posting on the Lone Ranger Archive Facebook group about how bloodthirsty Tonto was in the early days. Yeah, he was. So, but but you should have. I think you should have received those. Already, we'll have to find out from uh, our membership chair because you should have received a renewal notice already if your if your membership's up in February. Yeah, well, I I don't know. Maybe it was just one of the some of the things I flipped through and may not have may not have noticed mm-hmm. it, you know, or whatever. But I just um, I I don't want to miss it. Want to miss? I don't want to miss an issue. And like Donnie Pitchford says about Charlton Spotlight, when it comes to radiogram i need them all and it's just it, it it's just you know i i just uh hope i can get any renewal straightened out and i want to get i know i need to re-up with reps because i'm trying to figure out where i can find an early registration form or whatever to find out all the details about the showcase in april so but I haven't found anything yet on the, on the rep's website about early registration yet for the showcase. Oh, what, so. point, point to go at the repshowcase.com. Oh, oh, re, oh, okay, so it's not on the main site. Okay, well, no. I'll be looking yeah, we'll go to, for that sometime this week. And that's spelled with two S's, R-E-P-S-H-O-W-C-A-S-E.com. That is the official, reps has a separate website for the... For the showcase, then, so that that'd be the point to take care of things like that. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for okay. that. And so, um, anyway, I'm excited for our Friday night. I keep saying this every time I call in, but I'm really excited for our Friday night with um, with um, the Green Hornet Friday night at the, at the end of uh, January. Yeah, so, well, right uh, now, I, I'm tentatively thinking on the 15th, Robert, so I'm working, uh, I'll know more this week, but uh, that's what I'm, work, I'm working at. Oh, the 15th? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, um, because I, th- I thought it would be closer to the premiere date of the 30th or 31st. Well, it's I'm, the I'm, same month count. Sure, I'm, I'm open to that, but I was just trying to figure out, I just couldn't remember the actual date, so... Yeah. So uh, drop me a note, and we'll, we'll Oh, okay. It out. Yeah. Well, when whenever you can get all the principals together, I guess, mm-hmm. and and everything. It was uh, it was 21 years ago today, as a matter of fact. That back before Jeff Probst did Survivor, he was a host of a show called Back Chat on FX. And they, January 2nd, 1995, they did a marathon of the Green Hornet radio show, and they had a special Green Hornet-themed edition of Back Chat um, that, that time. And it, in 1995, they actually brought on Fran Stryker Jr. to the Back Chat episode, and he was able to talk about the, the book about his father, you know the one uh, his typewriter grew spurs, and I always remember that day of FX doing the Green Hornet marathon. They showed all 26 episodes of the Van Williams Bruce Lee TV, ser- TV series, and in addition to the uh, two-part Batman thing where Van Williams and Bruce Lee were Green Hornet and Cato, and they fought against Colonel Gum. So 
and Miss Pinkston and you know, I'm sure you remember the plot line of that show, but we're coming. We're also not only is it the 80th anniversary of the the radio show, but the, the uh, 2016 marks the, fifth, the 50th anniversary of both uh, the Green Hornet TV series and the Adam West Batman TV series. And I know all the comic book uh, fanboys and fangirls are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Adam West Batman show. I mean, everybody's all over that. So, Wow. wow. Well, thank so, you, Robert. What's that? Thank you, thank you for giving us a call. Oh, okay. Well, um, happy birthday to the Gasmans once again, and I'll keep on listening. And it was nice to finally be able to hear back from you by email, Patricia. I hope we uh, can correspond that way more often this year. And uh, I resolve this year to listen to more OTR and Yesterday USA. So you all keep up the good work and have a good evening. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Uh-huh. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Adam West and team. It was Eartha Kid is the only one I recognize. I recognize from all the, they are on Me TV. They were on. Oh tonight. yeah. I walked past the telly and there was there was Batman. I, I've interviewed the other cat woman. No, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, Larry got, Larry, Larry got. You're right. I think there were two two cat ladies. No, I think there were three, four. Really? You, yeah, because Larry got kissed by one. Whoa! Oh, that's true. You yeah, so much, so much for a good date with you. <laughs> he, he got kissed. Well, by but it, it was it was. If you'll pardon the expression, Patricia, it was a quickie. <laughs> it was a very quickie. It was at a spurred back convention, and <laughs> oh, I, and I gave her a I gave her a friend of spurred back award. And she before or after? Before or after? Oh, yes. heaven help us! Okay. Yeah. So she, he got kissed by a cat. I'm trying to think. You know, we never did interview her. Okay, it was Julie Newmar, yes. Lee Merriweather, and Eartha Kitt. Judy, Ju- I had I had Ju- Newmar on a show. Uh, and, Lee, and, and, Lee, and I got kissed by Lee Merriweather, yeah. She was supposed to be a really good kisser. Well, she was good that night. <laughs> Actually, um, Greg Oppenheimer and- called me... Um, he he having Lee in his cast in Palm Springs, so we get the phone number that way, Larry. I already have it. Okay, I didn't have it. You are so funny. Yeah. James I got Garner it from was, was, was nominated as the best kisser in Hollywood as well. I wouldn't know that. Well, I'd like to find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, back we'll, to you. we'll get them both in the same room, and you can kiss him, and I'll kiss her. Hey, way to go. Yeah. That be fun? We're it on would. international radio. Why wouldn't that work? I think it'd be great. I think so too. And, yeah. Okay. Do okay. you want me to contact Lee and you would contact James for me? That's fine. And I'll say in a very deep voice, I have someone who would like to kiss you. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> I think that would probably be a good thing to say. Sure. That, wouldn't that be cool? I'll have your people call my people. I'll have your people kiss my people. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is good. Okay. But, you know, I mean, when somebody gets a reputation for on the on-screen kisses that are frequently just, you know, faked and they look good. 
everybody got a kiss from James Garner. He never fooled around. And in so many different places, I have read just pieces from interviews of actresses or with actresses who said he is the best kisser in Hollywood. Everybody wanted a kissing scene with James Garner. Hello, How Carl? long do you think we could set that up? Hello, Carl? Let's work on that. Are you James Garner? Me? No. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know his phone number? That you, Fred? Yes, but I'm jealous as hell. <laughs> what, you mean you want to kiss James Garner? No. You want Lee Merriweather, huh? Merriweather, she's hot. Ah. She's the best cat woman of the three. Well, Ursa Kit was pretty good, too. I remember. Well, I like Lee Merriweather. I think it's the best of the three. The three older ones, anyway. <laughs> she was good. The best cat woman of all time has to be Halle Berry. All right, let me see. Um, contact James Garner. Okay. All right, you guys keep talking. I'm busy. Yeah, she'll be busy for the next hour and a half. And then, <laughs> and then I'll see if um, James Garner contact information. How yeah, good write, luck. How are you going to write your request, Patricia? Um, you tell me later. Okay. Carefully. Yeah, my dad was a so around. He could have introduced you. James Garner's manage, manager and agent, and all these people have phone numbers. Well, get go straight. Boy, this is cool. He's got a publicist with a phone number. Uh, call the pub- uh, call the publicist on Monday, please. Actually, going out. Just just get on YouTube. Do a big plea about how you want to kiss James Garner. You'll get all kinds of. I, can you imagine Patricia call on Monday to the PR people? Uh, I'd like to arrange a, uh, a, a kissing scene here. Can we make, make this work? I still say that. Yeah. Well, his, his publicist is a woman. So you understand. His, his agent is a woman, and his general manager is a man. I think I would get further with the man than with the women. That's, I think that's true. All right, Patricia. And I think, Larry, with your voice, you would get much further with women than with men. So I Probably have to look so. up and find a number for you to get in touch with Lee Merriweather. Oh, I already have it. <gasps> you do? Oh, sure. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Larry and I have been talking so, about having on the show. We just haven't gotten around doing it yet. She, she And she agreed work. to do it. It was just a matter of finding time. Yeah. Yeah, well, she could work with James Garner, so if I can't get him, maybe she could help. That would be so... You no, know, she, she might. Wouldn't that be fun to have the two of them on the phone at the same time? Sure. Well, she probably wow, and then we could make a date. <laughs> she probably we could, and then Walden would be talking to the callers, and you and I would be... Uh, <laughs> be we'd be doing some <laughs> empirical research. I'm, I don't know if a cyber smooch would work, but not. It wouldn't work for me. No, I don't think so. No, uh-uh. I don't think so. I this, but if you get them on together, they'll probably go off together. Leave you two alone. <laughs> I missed that. Interpret if we, Walden. If we got them on together, they'll probably leave us. They'll dump us and go off to, by themselves. All right, Lee Merriweather is 80 right now. Well, Garner's got to be pretty close. <laughs> Contact information. Contact Lee Merriweather and James Garner. 
And James Garner really? is six foot two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um he was born in nineteen twenty eight. Help me help me count that, Walden. Eighty seven. Eighty six. He'll be eighty eight. No, he'll be eighty eight this year. Yeah. Okay, and she's eighty. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what if they if they did that well together, they're still hot. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, I don't, you know, we're looking good into her 70s, I know for a fact, because I saw her last year, Joan Baez. Ah. Can she, can she still, she's like mid-70s. Can she still sing as well? Yes, she is. Out doing her thing. Mm. At least she was a couple years ago when I saw her. Right. You know, I assume she's still touring. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. She'll be, she's. Still a good-looking lady. There's some snow on the roof, but okay, you know that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a fire in the furnace. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, he was such a hunky guy. I'll tell you. What? Yeah, I, my dad loved his show, Rockford Files. Uh huh, and that's oh. on reruns too. Me TV has some really cool stuff. Yeah, I watch that. I watch that every day when, I, when I'm not working. It's on at noon. Um, yeah, good show. You know, you're talking about Batman. That was on tonight on BT. Mm-hmm. And they have Gomer Pyle on there, uh, Petticoat Junction, um, all of yeah. all that stuff. Uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. And Hogan's uh, Heroes. Hogan's Heroes, yeah, every night. Uh, Carol Burnett, show? great hmm? show. The, the what show? Carol yeah, Burnett. Carol Burnett show. Yeah, that one's on. Um, what else do they have? Uh, there's a bunch of Oh, them. on Sundays. On Sundays, they have Columbo. Yes, Mystery Sundays. I really like Columbo. My dad loved it. My mom loved it, but I never, I never liked it. Yeah, oh, I loved Peter Falk. The whole, yeah, the whole thing. I never understood the point of them because you always, you always know who did it. So it was like, this is it was, funny. it was one of those backwards ones. Yes, it was not an Agatha Christie. They started out knowing, and we tracked how he figured it out, and it, it was pretty good. Bugged the hell out of somebody, and you knew whoever he bugged the hell out of was guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay, I, mean, I just never, I don't know, I never got it. Remember he always talked about his wife? Yes, and we never met her. I don't recall that any show ever had her in it. They didn't, but they did have a short series they tried to have about Mrs. Columbo. I did not know that. Yes, they did. I I guess because it was short, it didn't fly. Yeah, I don't think think they had like a pilot and maybe two episodes. Didn't Dennis Weaver have a run as Mr. Columbo? I know he was Mm. McLeod. No, I don't don't think so. I think Peter Falk was always Columbo. It used to be, when they were originally on, I don't know if Columbo was part of it, but back in the day when McLeod first came on, it wasn't a show by itself. It was part of a group. It was like a a detective, a revolving, every Sunday they have like a revolving detective show. There was like three different shows. I'm trying to think of the one with McLeod, McMillan's wife was one of them. Kojak, wasn't Kojak in that mix? It might have been. 
over there there was a different there were like three or four different shows. So every week it was so like McLeod might be on once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. So they had a different show every week. Uh, yeah, it was like Sunday Mystery Detective, ABC Sunday Mystery Show. I didn't know. I just I just thought Columbo was on. I didn't realize that there were other mysteries. I'll have to pay attention. Well, now, I don't, know if there's, I don't know if that's how MeTV's doing it. No. Me ah, okay. But dur- okay. But during the so I don't know if Columbo started in that mix or not. I thought it did. Yeah. I have to step away for a couple of minutes. I'll be right back. No problem. We'll I think they all eventually morphed into their own shows. I think so, but I think it was early 70s they alternated. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a... Like Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys used to do that, too. Yeah. Remember, it used to be... I mean, this is... Here's a bygone era. Sunday night at the movie, the original movies that the different networks would have. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All those are gone. I mean... Oh, yeah, Monday Night Movies, all that, yeah. Yeah, different networks and different nights where they... Yep, yep. I remember all that. Yeah, you don't get those anymore, though, like you said. It's all... I don't think the, the networks even have movies, do they? Like ABC, NBC? I don't think so. I, I think... I think... I think... Drama... Except for the, you know, the CSI spinoffs, a lot of... Hey. The, a lot of drama on TV is just they don't put any money in there anymore for for that format. I know. And if there is like an original movie, it'll be something like Lifetime or one of those other networks. It won't be one of the big big three. Right. No, or else it's going to be Netflix. Because you know they're, they're make they're doing that. They've been successful the last two years creating their own series, and then they release them all at once. That's true. You know that's. At the mall, they're following right now. But, uh, I mean, it's just, obviously, the dynamics is changing. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'd be surprised if TV, like, like TV in your house. I don't know, maybe it's for, Well, they're, they're saying that network TV is dead. Um, they think in a few years we won't have any networks at all. Um,. Over the over the air channel, NBC, ABC, CBS, that that whole format will be gone. Um, so will it, will it all be? It'll be like, all. It'll be all online. Well, I wonder how. What, so I, I still I still think there's a niche for maybe I can see where there's own network television. I can, I can buy that. Mm-hmm. But I can still see where there'd be a niche for home TV sets. Well, they're looking at the the younger generation, the demographics of the kids who are 13 or younger. They're not watching regular TV anymore. They're, anything with video, they're watching on their mobile devices. And huh. so that's why they think network TV is dead. If you look at the future, you got younger generation. Uh, partly is, I read an article, they cannot do demographic research. They can't find them. You know, you know how they do. Uh, you know, they 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 know the older generation watching TV, so they can they can survey them to see what they watch. But right now, right. they cannot find the younger generation because they're not they're not watching their videos on t- regular TV. So av- it's making it really tough for advertisers to figure out what they spend their money on right now. I mean, I can understand the whole. You know, if you get it on demand, I like that whole idea too. It's great. Watch TV when you want to watch it, kind of thing. 
But I still can't see where you would... Well, maybe, maybe it's just me and my generation, but I would still rather watch a show on my 42-inch color television set than my 8-inch tablet. That's what, make, that's what makes people really... Why, why is the younger generation the, the, I mean, the, I, willing to accept less video quality, but they want the convenience to be mobile? Right. But can't you have both? Can't you have it so you can do it at home, even if it's, even if it's not network-driven? I think the answer is probably what's coming. I would say. Yep. I, mean, I would take them. I guess what I'm saying is I can still see them there still being a place for large sets in your house. Mm-hmm. Whether you're getting the feed from your computer or from, you know, cable, like, you know, whatever, wherever the feed's coming from. That's, that's just, you know, maybe not. Because I can remember, I mean, we're going backwards with TVs as far as that goes. I remember when I was a kid, TVs were something you bought once and you kept. Yeah, I know. It broke down, you went to the repair shop, you got it fixed. Now, they're throwaway devices. They basically throw them away. Uh, yeah, I, I know. We are a big screen. My brother bought my family a big screen TV set eight years ago. 60 inches. It, it broke just before Christmas. We're just going to basically throw, take it to the recycle place because they can harvest oh. the gold in it to, to recycle. You know, oh. that's, that's not the old days to get... Because uh, we had a TV pyramid here, and it says the motherboard has gone out. It sounds like a regular computer. The motherboard's hmm. gone out, and that's why the, your TV set's not working. Yeah, there's no, there's no point in repairing it. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember the last time I saw a TV repairman. You know, and I can remember as a kid, that was, like I said, that was common. They would come to your house, mm-hmm. and, and if they couldn't fix it at your house, they would take it. And, and, and we would live in a small town, and if they took your TV, they'd leave you a TV. It usually wasn't as big as the one you were getting fixed, or as nice. Mm-hmm. But it was something that, you know, you could watch until they fixed your TV. Matter of fact, the guy that I, I run, a, a good friend of mine, he sponsored our softball team for years when he ran his TV service. And I played in his fantasy baseball and football league for like 10 years now, so he's a pretty, pretty nice guy. Mm-hmm. But he ran a TV center here in town for like 25, 30 years. And he wanted to run it, you know, right up until really couldn't run it anymore, but he couldn't make any money. No. He got to the point where it was like, no, it was crazy. I couldn't sell cents or stuff. He was, it was all old stuff. And all of his repair knowledge was old, you know, the old cents. Well, it's, you know, it's almost... It's just, it, it, it's in a wild way, it's the same way as a a mechanic for the car. Most of them now you can take it, to, you hook up your computer and you see that, that the test, and it's a replacing chips for what inside your car engine rather than the old-fashioned right. bo- mechanics. Yep, that's true. My eye doctor's son-in-law has been in computer repairs, mm-hmm. and he moved out of that gradually, starting about four years ago, because he said. Within a foreseeable future, computers are going to be disposable, and we're mm-hmm. already there. Yeah. Yep. It's cheaper to buy another computer than it is to try to have one fixed in some areas. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, that happened to me with my last computer. You know, and, and I still I haven't thrown it away yet because I've got 
some videos of my dog on the motherboard that I want to get off. Or not on the motherboard, on the, the, the hard drive. Mm-hmm. And I want to get off, but the computer's not. I don't know if I I heard there was a device out there that you can download it onto the device. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. For that, I go to my Mac doctor. There is a Mac doctor in my town, and I'm so grateful for that because not everybody works on Macintosh computers. Oh. And um, I don't know how he does it. He's got something hooked up to his computer, but he can retrieve from and anything that he can plug into, he can retrieve from. That would be fantastic because, like I said, yeah. you know, I, I, the only places where I got videos of my dog, and I was well, and honestly, that's a good deal, Patricia. Because I think I Best Buys or something, if you take a PC, it's big bucks if you want retrieval, right? Or I mean, it's, it it can be done. But I've read some years ago, it's almost a thousand dollars if you. Yeah. It's, it's, oh my God. Yeah. Well, this guy charges by the hour, minimum one hour, and it's seventy dollars. He just plugs plugs his computer into the sick computer, Mm -hmm. and he will recover all of the files. I think you got a good deal. It took the last the last one I had over there was about twelve minutes to do it. Yeah, see, I think he might have something like my friend was telling me about. My friend told me about something you can get. He said you can buy them. They're like little sticks. Uh huh. The USB port, and you just and you turn on your computer. As long as your computer uh, can, can, can start up. Mm-hmm. That, That's what he said. Yeah, that that was the criterion. It. We have to be able to turn it on, and after that, everything is cool. Yeah, it will suck everything up on it. And, I don't, and as he told me what they were called, i, I got to look to see if I can find them. Because if it's that simple, I'll do it myself. But I just I just want to get this file off without, like, because the computer's corrupt. So I don't want to download sure. any, any bad files either. Sure. So I want to make sure I just get the files I want and make sure they're safe. But I, I can do that because I've got, I know how to uh, scan a file before I download it out of my computer. Mm-hmm. Forgetting the file is, is my thing. Um, but like I said, I like to do it because I didn't, like an idiot, I didn't back up these files. And there's a bunch of videos of my nephews and stuff, too, that would be nice to have. But, I mean, the only difference is I've gotten more of those since. So if I don't get those, it's not a big deal because I've got others. But my dog, everything I've got of my dog's on that old computer. I mean, i got a few pictures, but I don't have any. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's the way that is. Yeah, we're, I'm getting ready for, I'll let you go here in a minute because I've been talking for quite a while, but I'm getting ready. We're getting nasty here. I heard last Monday. Ooh. Our temperature is supposed to drop, and they're at 30 now, so. Ooh. Drop's not going to be a good thing. So what's the lowest Vermont's ever been for you, Fred? Minus. Ever? Yeah, minus what? I mean, the last 10 years, we've yeah. gotten, like, 20, 25 below before. 30 below what times. <laughs> yeah, I guess it gets cold. 30 below. Wind chill and stuff. I guess when you get to uh, zero, anything after that, who cares? You know, once it hits zero, it's like, it, it, it don't matter. It's cold. Cold is cold, yes. Cold is cold, you know, I mean, yes. it's, it's. You know, you know it's cold when you, you 
to go outside and the friggin' snow icicle freezes mustache. Like get to the car. <laughs> when the squirrels when the squirrels are wearing additional fur coats, you know it's cold. No. Yeah, it's a uh, Lewis Black did a a thing a couple of years ago, stand up on the cold. And I I had I laughed so hard because I could relate to everything he was saying. We were talking about that well, like three winters ago. It was really nasty, nasty cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a poor guy. I don't want to go on to me. He's some profanity and stuff, but it was. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. <laughs> He's talking about how he could not complete a whole thought, you know? Mm-hmm. He'd walk around saying, I ought to, ah, it's cold, you know? That's <laughs> what <laughs> so I should do. Damn, it's cold, yeah, but yeah. And he's talking about how he would get it. He'd be in Colorado, and he'd, he'd, uh, he'd, the storm would hit. Blizzard would hit. And he'd get on a plane, he'd fly out of Colorado, and he'd fly to, like, you know, the next city on his tour, and the blizzard would hit again. (laughs) (laughs) So so the, the magic secret is don't be anywhere he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was funny though. But anyway, I'll let you guys go. I'm okay, Fred. Thanks for calling. It's always good to hear from you. And happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. And happy birthday, Larry. Thank thank you very much, Fred. So have a good night, guys. Thank you. Bye. So, are you having a dessert, birthday dessert at home, Larry? No, I never made it home. It never made it home. It was uh, like a, a banana Foster's is what it was. It was okay. bananas and ice cream. Okay, and it so was quite no, no, nobody, none of your Facebook friends have dropped off a happy birthday cake or anything like that yet to the house? Not, no, not or yet. peppermint ice cream. What's that? Or peppermint ice cream. Walden's no. mom sent a note. Yeah. And you two talk. I will read it to you. I'll open my email and I will read I, it to you. I can't talk if you're reading to me. No, no, I have to get to it. So. Oh, you have to get to it first. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought you Hold on. I, I thought you meant you not wanted us to talk as you read it. Oh no. Oh no. Here we go. Here we go. Um And I sent that recipe along cream. to a few friends. Peppermint ice cream. Oh mm-hmm. dear. You know, my internet is so slow and it's hotmail is so incredibly slow because they will not allow you to open an email until the advertising appears on a page. And it takes advertising forever sometimes. So, <laughs> keep talking. It'll, it'll come up one of these times. Are you going to use your favorite expression, Patricia? What? You know, that... You know. What? That sucks. You know, that, your, your favorite... Oh, yeah. Oh, man, does this suck. Okay. Are you happy now? Very good. Very good. They know okay. They know you remember that. <laughs> Sometimes I need reminders of all of the bad things I say. Takes so little to satisfy Walter. <laughs> That's true. Okay. This is, let's see. Thank you, Patricia. That's from you. We need your moms. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Here we go. Sort of. Assuming <laughs> it will open. The other one opened. Oh, so how's stuff, Larry? 
<laughs> when when are you going to call Lee, Lee Merriweather? I don't know. Well, James, uh, I need James to find Bonner out what does when... not look like he does in, of course, the Rockford Files. Oh no, 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 much no. older. But that's okay. You know, he's a nice person. We have to find out when we have an opening, and then mm-hmm. and then I'll call her. Cool. If, the, if she's performing in Palm Springs, maybe he can use just we like to help promote the event. So why don't we book her in February? Okay. And James Garner's birthday is in April. Okay. So what do you think? Let's do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Finally it opened. Okay. Walden sent his mother the peppermint ice cream recipe. His mother responded with, I'm hoping this wonderful recipe includes someone coming to our house to make it. <laughs> so I don't know if that was an invitation or a, you've got to be kidding. Which was it? Is it, is it exceedingly labor-intensive? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it, it looks like it because you have to add ingredients slowly and then blend them and <clears throat> but it looks like when it comes out it's going to be re- really wonderful however it only makes a quart and a half which is not a heck of a lot of ice cream i think you two guys could probably knock that off in a night gee do you think so yeah okay you're probably right we we need we need to make it a well you know we have an ice cream social at reps at reps, we ought to bring that recipe up with us and say, "Go for it." Yeah, tell, <laughs> we'll send it to Frank Rosine and have him make it ahead of time, and they can have it on display. I think that would work. Now, you you have this in a hotel. Am yes. I correct on that? Uh-huh. Yes. So you make friends with the chef and send them the recipe. That would be good. Sherry. How do you make friends with well, the chef? Sherry. Well, we don't know the chef personally, but we do know Sherry. And she's the head caterer. The- and she's the head caterer, and she knows the chef. Perfect. Wait a minute. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? 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 Saturday night, Saturday night banquet? Yeah. We we'll just won't tell Greg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell Greg, because Greg always says there must be a cake for dessert. We'll get, send, we'll get tell Sherry, the head of catering, that we're, we're, we are requesting peppermint ice cream for dessert this year. It's part of the Saturday night banquet. And let the hotel worry about supplying it. These people, I, I assume these people know how to say, no, I'm sorry. They are the sweetest, nicest people in the world, and they get back to me within 30 minutes with anything we ask for. But yes, they do know how to say, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's probably an annual event when Walden is involved. People saying, no, I'm sorry? I, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're asking for, but there's a but in there. They, yes. We would love to accommodate you. However. They, they have never done that to me in nine years I've dealt with that hotel. Oh, they certainly have, have but you just aren't aware of it. <laughs> yeah, have you, have, you, <laughs> have you ever asked for peppermint ice cream? I've asked for bigger things. I, I what's bigger so. than peppermint Did ice you read cream? this recipe? Well... I asked for somebody to come up to take care of the uh, the restroom facility when it was overflowing, and I get called to front desk. They sent uh, manpower up there to take care of that in the lobby. 
Well, I, I don't think that's quite in keeping with a couple of <laughs> I, I'd rather have you try and get the peppermint ice cream. Forget the rest. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we've got the list of ingredients. Yeah. And by the time you get to the end, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, have but. Prepare it ahead of time. Let's just send it to Frank or Gene, ask them this is what we want for the ice cream show, show and the show for the hotel. Maybe we'll get, we'll, we'll get Friday, Friday and Saturday night. Okay. Well, assuming everybody can knock off a cup, I think. Well, generally, yes? they, generally what they do, they bring over five gallons of ice cream for Friday night. That's all? Well, they, they're feeding yeah, about 80 people. And then they bring all the different toppings, and you get to pick the different toppings. Okay. You know. So we only need to multiply this recipe by approximately 20 times. One of the serious things that happens with recipes, if you multiply them or divide them, some of them don't work. They're just disasters. You, you have to follow the prescription, for lack of a better word. You have to follow the recipe exactly, and I don't know if this is one of them. And a quart and a half really is not a lot for going through all of this work. Well, can you read, so the, recipe my, out, read the recipe out loud for our audience who didn't see the email? So go ahead, Patricia. Well, our audience did not. We are at 714-545-2071 if you have suggestions. Okay, so this is the yield of one and a half quarts. We start out with two and a half cups of heavy cream, one and a half cups of whole milk, eight large egg yolks, three quarters of a cup of sugar, quarter teaspoon of salt, two teaspoons of peppermint extract, and a half a cup of crushed candy canes or peppermint candy. And you need an ice maker or an ice cream attachment, whatever. Okay, so you have to warm the milk, sugar, and salt in a medium saucepan. Make sure the sugar and salt completely dissolve. Pour the cream into a metal bowl and set in a larger bowl of ice. Then set a medium mesh sieve on top. Why? I do not know. I do not know what a medium mesh sieve is. I have a sieve and I have a strainer. I don't know about anything in between. In a separate bowl, whisk together the egg yolks, then slowly pour the warm milk into the egg yolks, whisking constantly. Then scrape the warmed egg yolks back into the saucepan. Stir the mixture constantly over a medium heat with a wooden or heat-proof rubber spatula, scraping the side as you stir until the mixture thickens and coats the spatula, approximately five to seven minutes. Pour the custard through the strainer and stir it into the cream. Then stir until cool over the ice bath. Chill the mixture thoroughly in the refrigerator. Once the mixture is thoroughly chilled, add peppermint extract, a quarter teaspoon at a time, tasting the mixture after each addition until you reach the desired level of peppermintness. Different peppermint extracts vary in strength. Once chilled, freeze your ice cream maker according to the manufacturer's instructions. And once the ice cream has been formed in the ice cream maker, it will be fairly soft. Fold in the crushed peppermint candy, 
put it in an airtight plastic container and place it in the freezer for at least one hour, preferably several hours. If it has been frozen for more than a day, you may need to let it sit at room temperature for a few minutes to soften it before serving. I think I'll wait until Christmas. <laughs> Hello, Carl. Are you, are you volunteering to cook this for us? Yeah, sure. Hey, uh, uh, you know, that sounds a little bit ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like you pull out the Seven Living Cookbook right there. <laughs> well, Charles, I wow. mean, you might as well give it a try. I mean, it, it sounds like a good recipe for all, all of us beginners to try it. To try oh, it yeah. Charles, yeah. how much ice cream can you eat in one sitting? And I don't mean polite oh. in company at somebody else's house. I mean, if you had access to all the ice cream you wanted and you were there by yourself batching it, how much could you eat in one sitting? Let me see. You mean without a good wife to look at me funny and say, nobody's going, I, nobody's going to be home for a couple of days. It's all yours. Well, how much could you eat? Well, let's see. Uh, half gallon? Wow. That's two quarts. Yeah. Man, oh, man. You can do that. I right, see this. This but, is a but one now, wait a minute. I'm not saying quarts. I'm proud of that. I mean, because when you're done, <laughs> you're like, what did you just do? <laughs> and I don't do that as often as when I was younger, because when you're younger, it's easier to do that and then get up and, and then it disappears, you know? Sure. You know? Now, you know, I do that and then, you know, well, you know, the shirts get a little tighter, you know. So. Yeah, and then you have, I mean, yeah. how, how often do you have an opportunity to batch it and eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want? And you can have soda with your, with your cereal if you want to. You can do anything you want. Now, in this case, all of what I just read would not mm -hmm. satisfy you. Oh, well, you didn't get the garlic ice cream recipe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tasted stuff like that. They've got garlic ice cream, onion ice cream. I mean, it's, it's just, I think the only thing that, I'm, I'm going to say, I think the only thing they don't have is dill pickle ice cream, but they probably do. You never had garlic uh, yogurt or with uh, no and, and pecans and cinnamon and, and uh, cumin? And, oh, it's, it's a nice little no. mix you get in there, you know? Have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're still able to sit up and talk? Yeah, you get some blueberries in there. It's a nice little oh mix, you gosh. know. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> no, I, I, oh, you just, look at it on the surface. I'm so sorry. I know you like it, but it's just turning my stomach thinking about this stuff in there. Well, it's, so, it know, might be a guy thing. What do you think, Patricia? It might be a, 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 a guy thing. There. It's a guy I thing. I think it's a guy thing. Yeah. Get some mango oh, in there. You get your herbs, your herbs, your spices, and, and fruits in there, and nuts. It's a nice little mix. Nuts, nuts, nuts and, I think oh. it, it, that's a good word. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we how how much huh? garlic flavor is in the yogurt or ice cream? Oh, I I have to add that. You have to add that. So oh, I maybe. I mean, you can so, you can buy I, garlic I, ice cream. Oh, no, there's a garlic festival every year. Some, I can't forget where it was, but they make garlic ice cream. But, it, no, to make it, to do that stuff myself, I have to, I have to add it because, you know, the, they don't come in the package or anything like that. Uh, okay. So I have to, I, I get those elephant size. So if you get the small size clove, maybe a whole mm -hmm. clove. And I have used elephant size clove in 
and gone through maybe half of one another. That's still pretty big. That's a lot of garlic, you know. Wow. You don't yeah. you don't get a lot of hugs and kisses for a week. No, 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 no. But you know, like I say, the the ice cream thing. Yeah, usually that you know the holidays are the times. You know, you get the least airs or you're most alone. You know. I think peppermint is better. <laughs> oh, Charles, this is too much. This is too much. Uh, so if you ever if you ever need quiet time, just to uh, be by yourself for a while, this is the stuff you make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm I'm starting to get into uh, chocolate mint stuff for like ice cream, strawberry. Uh, and you know, uh, cappuccino chocolate and black walnut. You know, so you're so, you're moving over to mainstream. I won't call it normal, but just mainstream. Right. You know, so it's you know it's 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 a it's a nice little mix, and then I find some interesting recipes, some um, the Mediterranean stuff that gets mixed in with Western stuff, and some of my nutrition books. And, that's where the garlic and the oregano stuff gets mixed in with the uh, yogurt. <laughs> okay. you know, I think I'd rather eat it straight. What's that? I think I'd rather eat it straight. Oh really? Oh no, that's just no, nah, that's just too plain. Now, I, once you, once you, I know you are very conscious and and try to have a healthful diet all the time. I know that's important to you. For garlic and onions as well, if you saute them, are you losing any of the nutrients? Well, the garlic, you're supposed to cook it to get more of that out there, but, you know, I don't always do that. I, You know, you're supposed to let it some, sit for 10 minutes and really get some of the stuff, get, get some of the chemical inside it. Allison, I think, is what it is. Get it moving, but you're supposed to cook it. And it's like tomatoes, you know, you cook them, and the sauce, you get more out of it, the lycopene and stuff, but... Sometimes I'm not patient for that stuff, and I just, you know, get it straight or put it right on my eggs or whatever, you know? Yeah. So if I saute the stuff, it it actually is a good thing for me. I'm not losing yeah. anything. Well, because, you know, most, most foods you got you got to watch so you don't overcook them and lose your stuff. But, but you know, and they found, I guess, that the frozen foods you go five by at the store, they, they retain more of the, the, the vitamins. They uh, do. You know, most, food, most foods you, you, you want to watch overcooking, but somehow it's like tomato sauce. Uh, the garlic, you can cook those onions and get a little bit out of it, you know, more. Well, mm-hmm. the garlic. So, one of those things. But, uh, yeah, there's probably people smarter than me could explain it, but, you know, I'd be standing here all day. No, no it, good, I, not good. I, those are the things I, I understand. This England, is good, you started this a garlic is not good. Company, so, you know. I'm cool on that. Yeah, they, they, they were from England, and they came to America and worked for a health food company, and then they uh, they started a garlic. Uh, supplement company, and so you know, and they knew mm-hmm. all you wanted. To, they knew everything you wanted to know about garlic. <laughs> My goodness! My wife tell me about that. that. You know, let me ask Larry before before you move on. I have to ask Larry: Have you ever tasted any of those specialty ice creams, like garlic ice cream and onion ice cream and dill pickle ice cream? No, I have not. I've heard about them, but I've not tasted them. Are, are you willing to? Sure. Of course. You're such a brave person. Anything you, you from empirical research. Before, you cannot do that before Lee Mer- Merriweather. Oh? No no garlic, no. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll work it out. Okay. Sure. Just, unless, she, unless she would like to share it with you, and then you're cool. Cool. We'll yeah. ask. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, Charles, tell me, please, uh-huh. about the Garlic Festival. Oh, I've never been. Yeah, it's, it's one of the places I like to go, though, you know. <laughs> you know, it, barring that, when you, you hear about these things, you don't make them, if you don't make them to them, then you got to try to make your own little garlic world that nobody else Yeah. garlic world. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Where is the Garlic Festival held every year? There you go. Uh, I Where is remember it? now. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, you know, maybe you can Google it, but more homework for you. <laughs> well, I can do that now. Yeah. That's not, that's not homework, homework, homework. Actually, now, it when, is. When you, when you eat that much garlic, of course, you've got to uh, have to invest in some breast spray. <laughs> breast spray? Gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a bath in chlorophyll. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's some nice <laughs> breast sprays out there with chlorophyll, cinnamon, peppermint, you know. There's some nice stuff out there that works really well. Well, it looks yeah. like we've got them in different places across the country. Oh, oh you found some? I found the Hudson Valley Garlic Festival, Cleveland Garlic Festival, Delray Beach, Florida Garlic Festival. Hmm. See, that means there's more strange people out there like me. (laughs) (laughs) And ABC News, I don't know which one this is coming. Gilroy, wherever Gilroy is. Uh, The the annual Northwest Garlic Festival in Ocean Park, Washington. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so far, I'm not talking about anything that's near you. So that's I'll, what I'm I'll just go to the next you know, page and see if I... Excuse me, let me put in Oklahoma and see if there's... Um, garlic. Let's see, Gilroy. I don't, I don't know where Gilroy is. Hold on. I think that's Texas. Gilroy, Gilroy, Gilroy. And let me see down at the bottom here, if we've got an address, is in um, Gilroy, California. How can you get California with a search? <laughs> Put in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, all right, we'll find one for you. We'll find one for you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This one will have to be, uh, you know, one of those trip trips things where you leave, you know, you mostly probably take the wife, maybe not the kids, and have mm-hmm. fun with, you know. Kind of like you know, kind of like uh, one of the uh, the, uh, the radio. Um, I'm a blank, bring with blank. The radio conferences every year, you know. Uh-huh. It, you know, I wanted to make the September one, and just you know, everything just kind of fell down. Oh well. The, hey, uh, my my wife was telling me she woke up a minute ago and she she had you in her dream, Patricia, because she had you replace her supervisor. Work is named Pat, and, and so uh, somehow I was in the dream too, and then we uh, she. She somehow you substituted for her supervisor. Your voice. I hope I hope I was nice. <laughs> yeah, she just said it was it was strange, yeah. and then uh, I was I was watching uh, reruns, some DVDs of that show used to be on Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. And and so she was she she heard somehow she heard that in her sleep, and it got incorporated into the dream too. So she yeah, was, that happens. You know, you roll in things that are going on around you, and it comes out looking like Mrs. Mulligan's stew. Yeah. So she woke up and she had a little. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this product. It's called magnesium calm. But anyway, it's uh, it's you, you mix it with the magnesium powder. It helps you sleep. You, you ever tried that? No. Uh, uh, it's I, I never needed it. You, you've heard of it? I mean, I I stay awake until I'm sleepy, and then when I'm sleepy, <laughs> I truly I am asleep 
in less than a minute. Oh, normally she is like that, but she went to bed so early that I think she said it was probably gonna, she was probably going to pop up earlier than normal, you know. Well, would you confirm with her, please, that I was a nice supervisor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, it was strange because she thought, how did the radio <laughs> lady get into my supervisor's, you know, body? Many people have Your used whole... the word strange around me. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yes. We had a, we had a, we had a, we had a nice day. We, we finally got to the, do the skating rink thing for the oldest boy's birthday because we had the ice storm last week and snow and everything. So mm. we were able to get out to an outdoor rink thing and, and do that today. He got some of his friends. Yeah. And, so that was kind of nice. And then, I I got them all Red Robin restaurant cards. Mm-hmm. We we finally got out and got out the Red Robin and brought one of his friends along. So I had a uh, had a burger with uh, ghost pepper honey on it. With Didn't what? you ever try ghost pepper honey? Goat pepper honey. Goat. G O A T. Yeah. Like no. <laughs> goat, that one. No, no ghost ghost pepper, like Casper. Ghost the friendly ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost pepper. Ghost. Yeah, honey. Pepper. Ghost, Ghost pepper. pepper honey. You ever had that? No. Oh man, you're missing out. Does it exist? If it's a ghost, does it does it actually exist? Yeah, that's ghost pepper. Yeah, yeah. You can put it's, it's, I sometimes get it in honey and stuff like that, and they put it on. Sometimes you know, some places will put it on as a as a condiment or a burger or something like that, and, and some they put mix some of the honey in with it or something. Oh, wow. Don't mess with my burgers. It's a little hot, though. It has a delayed effect. You first think you buy... I'm toast. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, uh, I am not a hot food person. No spices. Oh. oh, you're missing a treat. Now, keep a... You know, if you ever get tricked into it, some people get tricked in trying their first uh, ghost pepper, or ghost pepper honey, even, and uh, you just want to make sure there's water nearby, because... It, oh, no. it has a delayed effect. First, you try it. You say, oh, this is not so bad. <gasps> and then you run. No. Out of no, 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 no. You would never be my friend again, and I might hurt you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, my wife doesn't like surprises. So, so. No, well, not like that. Stuff. Not like that. We had the oldest boy's uh, birthday this past Tuesday we were celebrating, and uh I told him the night before that he had to get the trash out the next day. And so, I, you know, I said, hey, you promised to get the trash out. And so we, we were all in the kitchen, and he thought he was just going to skip chores today, you know, and have his birthday. And now Dad's on his case about taking out the trash. And <laughs> thought, let's just have let's just have our cake, and let me have my presents. And, and so when he opened, I, what happened was I told my wife this ahead of time. I had already taken out the trash. So I replaced it with a brand new bag and then put his present inside the bag. So when he went to go pick the trash out, he started to look at it a little funny. And I was like, aren't you going to take that trash out? <laughs> and he, oh. he pulled his present bag out. So. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But at first he just thought, wow, Dad's on me on my birthday. you got to get these chores done, boy. <laughs> that's but it good. Was, it, was pretty, it was a pretty good day, you know. You know, we... You know, like I say, when you once you get ice storm, oh, ice storms out of the way a little bit. But, now, but you know, the, have you guys seen our? We're having like crazy time on the earthquakes. We we went to my in-laws, and when we got back last night, my, some of my wife's uh, music books and stuff got knocked off the shelf. <laughs> wow. We're not, you know, that was it was like our strongest one we had just after the New Year kicked in. Happy New Year to everybody! Just just kicked in and. 
it seemed like it was going to never stop. You know, the word aftershock started to pop into my mind. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we 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 uh, we signed up for the earthquake insurance when we redid our, uh, you know, yeah. state farmer, what farmers, whatever we did policy with them. So, you know, because apparently these I things. I studied going... a map of the faults in the country one time, and there is a fault that is bigger than the San Andreas Fault that goes through, I think it's Ohio, and it is huge, and when one cuts loose there, half the world is going to be absorbed into the center of the earth. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you, you know, I was telling my wife, when you say something like that, I was telling my wife, I was like, I think that first Superman movie... Back when I was a kid, Christopher Reed, but you know, remember Lex Luthor was given Superman a geography lesson about California and the San Andreas Fault. And I started thinking he should have said Oklahoma, maybe. Mm. We're getting a lot of no idea that Oklahoma was so vulnerable. Well, you know, I don't remember this stuff when I was a kid, but about six years ago, uh, it's just like what what happened, you know? And then it happened again, and then next month it happened again. You're like, okay, I didn't. You know, where was, where was I the first 30 years of my life? Because I don't remember this, you know? Yeah. So, you know, of course, there's yeah. all the theories about what's doing that and everything. But, you know. But otherwise, you know, it was, it was a pretty good day. Got family all together, and, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, they wanted to talk dad in ice <laughs> skating, but I just looked at that and thought, well, that would be a whole bunch of dad falling, you know? <laughs> you're, you're like me. You, you have the welcome home committee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I organize the welcome home parties. I don't want to go parasailing. I do not want to go up in space. I do not want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I'll be here with the welcome home party. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at some of those things and I thought, well, that's really incredible. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. But not the, the old, you know, couple of the kids, the kids, you know, they, they start to fall down at first, but they seem to get a little bit better hang of it. But you know. Mm-hmm. My my wife made a, uh, uh, got her uh, met a new friend. Uh, we ran into a friend, a musician guy we know, who knows her brother-in-law, and uh, he had his family there. And the little the littlest little girl, beautiful little thing, she just kind of took to my wife because she's kind of a short person herself. So she she told my wife, "You're my new BFF." <laughs> Aww. And so she's cute. the cutest little friend forever. You you asked her you, if you would ask her how old she was, she would say three, but she would hold up two fingers like a peace sign. So every time you try to correct her, she said, "No, no, it's like this." And so it was always two. Yeah, I'm free. I told my I was telling my wife and I, I said, "This is like something out of 1984." You know, two plus two is five. Winston. Of course, of course. I mean, how come you don't know that? I know. I know. I, I kept. I kept looking at her like we just don't know stuff, do we? It's like no, no, no. It's two. She kept going two. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's two. You know. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, oh, you know, he, anyway, she. Yeah. Uh, so it's just I don't know. That's you see, good. you know, see a kid just that cute, and you know, we, I, we have just boys, and and the, the musician guy, he just has girls. So, you know, you always looking thinking, wouldn't it be great just to have one of those? But then the mom goes, oh no. Girls are a handful of drama. Yeah, well, I think boys deliver a handful as well. Yeah, so. I run into a little bit here. You know that 
that's why, you know, you, you sometimes fall for the fantasy. You think, boy, ain't I getting enough out of these teenage boys? You sure a girl would be easier, but then the women that have raised girls go, no, 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 no. You're <laughs> <laughs> living in a dream world. Well, I'm so glad that you and the gang had a good time with your son's birthday. I'm sorry it was delayed a little bit, but I hope you had a happy new year. Yeah, yeah, we got to we got to hang out with the in-laws. They invited us in and spoiled us and cooked for us and you know and all That's this. Good. And so you That's know it, you can't fight that too badly, you know. Okay. We, well, we add our wishes for a happy new year and good health in the new year as well, Charles. Thank you always for calling. It's always fun for for us. Okay, I'll catch you. I'll catch you guys. Uh, hopefully, stay one piece. Have a safe year. Terrific. Thanks, Charles. Thank you. Right. Well, then, have you ever tasted weird ice cream? Never have. I've never heard would, of it before. Would you be willing to try it? Depend who asked me. <laughs> oh, we'll well, it, well, I would never ask you to do that. No, I mean, <laughs> I promise. We'll put it this I way. promise. If I was grocery shopping and I saw it on the shelf, I would not pick it up. That would that would not be your if, uh, if I had item a, of choice. If I had a friend house who said, "Oh, we bought this," I would probably sample it. You know, very small. Yeah, give me a teaspoon. Uh huh. Yeah, but but to buy it, uh, and yeah. I don't think so. You know, for I have a head problem with food. Sometimes I know I've told I've told people a thousand times about the alligator meat, and it tasted okay, and I had a piece. And I chewed it, and I swallowed it, and said, boy, that, that's not too bad. You know, it's got a distinctive flavor, but it's not fishy. It's not, you know, it's got a mild flavor. And I took the second bite, and I couldn't swallow it. I could not swallow it. I had this image of an alligator in my brain, and I could not swallow that second piece. You can overcome it. I had the same problem with ancient food cake when I was a kid. And it happened right after a bunch of eye surgeries. You yeah, know, I remember it, you talking yeah, about that. and... I couldn't keep it down, but, you know, once you grew up a little, no problem. You know, but maybe with combination, you know, uh, with much gas, they pump you with the thing. You know, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to keep food together, you know, when you yeah. when you get gotten through all those surgeries. And uh, that for a long time, for a while, it, it was an issue for me to food cake, but not anymore. Low call, you're on here. Hi there, kids. Hello, Ron. <laughs> this oh, is Ron in Snow Country in Illinois, and rain, I'm almost Rain Country. Aren't you? Gonna, are you backing down the hutch with the Mississippi over, overflowing? We're still not having any 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 issues here, really. I was hearing a major weather blast in the state of Illinois because of the flood tonight. Well, How close need, are you you're gonna to... Need some, you're going to need to protect our boxes, Ron. You, need, you got them off the floor just in case the flood comes through? <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Oh, my. They're all on the floor, by the way. Stacks. Hmm. Stacks and stacks on the floor. No, go ahead, Patricia. I, I stepped on you. No, I'm, I'm just wondering how close he is to a floodplain when the river comes up that high. Well, we have the Illinois, and the Illinois River running through here. My, yeah. my my location here, and I'm up on the South Bluff. I'm quite a ways up the South Bluff. It would have to okay. really flood to get to me. <clears throat> However, so so you're okay. What about the surrounding area? Well, 
Uh, I'm not sure about that. Now, there are some low-lying areas, lower areas in the valley that yeah. might have issues. Um, I haven't heard anything here. Mm. I know. Um, the, 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 other issue, the other thing is that if we get too much rain, then sometimes our basin will flood. You have, you have a, a, a shug pump or something like that? I do have, yes, I do have, yes. And I, I know <laughs> my one cousin has one in Iowa, and it doesn't, it takes a while to work. I, I, you know, several hours to pump water out of there if, if you do have it in the basement. Well, mine, is, this guy's got it set up so if it, if it sees a trickle, apparently it'll, it'll, it'll start up and stop. Okay. So it, it, it's apparently very good. I didn't have one until just about a year ago. Have you used, have you used it yet? Oh, it's 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 always been hooked up and always been available and running if it needs to go run. Okay. It's just automatic. It's set up so that it's always on. So if it needs to, it does what it, it does its job. You know. If you own your oh. if you, you own your own house, you have one of the boys check out the roof once in a while. Just make sure everything's. In we were good order. We replaced the roof about ten years ago, and uh, and the, another part of the roof was was done about six or eight years ago. Uh-huh. So, probably pretty good for a while. That's good. But do you have somebody that walk around the house just make sure everything's in? Working order, or how do you... I have somebody, I have somebody check every once in a while, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I think of it. And uh, we've got a guy that comes in the summer and does our lawn every week or so. And he kind of looks at things for me, too, and tells me if there's anything that, needs, that he sees that he might need attention. Mm-hmm. You have your own lawn, lawn mower? Oh, yeah. I can't do it. Uh-huh, but, you, but you do have your own motor. No, he, he, he brings his co- okay. equipment over and does it. Uh-huh. Carries it with him. And charges a very reasonable rate and does a wonderful job. Jeez. Maybe Patricia, I can uh, call a little more. You have a more long, Patricia? Sure. What, uh, what kind of rate should we charge? <laughs> well, <laughs> how much do you think we can get? How much will the market bear is the question. Yeah, I know. And then we stay one notch below that and get all the jobs. No, that's it. That's what you do. Yeah, but there's a point, though. You yeah, ain't but... gonna You ain't going to be working for what we're going to ask you for, right? I'm not sure I understood that question. Would you okay. ask it a different way? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to be polite. I don't have a clue what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just ask me? I, I, okay, in, in, in non-Waldenshoe term, there's a minimum we would not be working for, right, Mowing Yard, right? There is, there is a minimum, there is a ceiling and a floor. <laughs> we will not go below the floor we have set. So we're not working for a buck and a half an hour, right? N- no. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I would eat ice cream for a dollar and a half an hour. Garlic ice cream for a buck and a half? For, to eat it, sure. Oh, Onion ice cream? Oh, yeah. well, now no, <laughs> no, that one I charge two fifty for. <laughs> and pickles? Mm, Three fifty. Okay. No, I, I think I think the pickles, 
I could I could deal with the pickles easier than I could deal with the garlic ice right, cream. And I love garlic and I love pickles, but yeah. to put them in the ice cream, I'm, you know. Dill or sweet? Even sound right. Dill, please. Dill, okay. <laughs> Larry, will you drink? Will you eat dill ice cream? No. Hmm. I don't. I don't know about that. It's ice cream, so yeah. maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me ask you. Let me. Okay. Let me. Let me ask a really tough question. Is there a food that you would not eat under no circumstances? Everybody, we must have something. Liver. Liver. So you would not eat liver ice cream? Uh, ew. Okay. Uh, liver's bad enough. Oh, heavens. Ew. Well, get a grip. Uh, liver ice cream? Where'd that come from? Well, we're, we're doing... Uh, Walden. Walden. I'm, being, I'm thinking outside the box. Patricia? What? You're not even thinking outside the box. You're not thinking at all. I know. Now, Patricia, what food that you absolutely hate you would never eat under any circumstances? I don't know that I hate it, but I would never eat raw meat. Ew, I've done that There are once. some people who, who they will order steak tartare, and it sounds yeah. so sophisticated, and you get a bowl of raw ground uh, beef. Uh. Yeah. No, I would not eat that. And don't put it in my ice cream either. <laughs> Uh, All right, Ron, what food do you would never eat? Oh, sauerkraut. Doesn't even sound good. Or, or sauerkraut. No. Oh. sauerkraut and I, I miss that. He, he muffles oh, sauerkraut's me. good. He, like, he does not like sauerkraut, Patricia. That's oh, good. I'll have yours. Oh, my gosh. Sauerkraut's pretty yummy. Yeah. Are you welcome? Uh, with pork? Oh, my goodness. By the way, I don't know if we've... If we've been on if we've had this page already, but if we have, I'm sorry. Uh, but happy birthday, guys. Who did? Ron wishing a happy birthday to you and John. <laughs> in, in I, I, I thought I thought he said uh, we had this conversation. I'm sorry, but so and so died. That's what I thought he said. Because his phone is so incredible. Yeah, well, it was in Walden terms, but that's okay. No, oh. it was you guys, not you died. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, it muffles for you, too, a little bit. Sorry. Uh, uh, we that, did that, have this conversation earlier today. That's probably yeah, good. I thought it was. I thought, it was, thought we did. I thought we did. I couldn't, that, that was probably funny, Gary, acting as a girl last night. On the, on, I wish I went to the floor on, you know, when we... When you want, when we try and project the next call over a male or a female. Oh. That, oh, that's true. That yeah. Was pretty good. Yeah. That was a guy thing too. <laughs> oh my. It was. It was a guy thing. Okay. Must have been. Mm-hmm. We can't help it. We can't help it. Well, the two of them just lost it. Yeah. And I'm sitting here saying, "What? What?" <laughs> Oh, no, what was funny was because he went up the octave and, and it was really, it was not unexpected. That's what made me laugh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I got it. Well, I good just... for you. <laughs> <laughs> I am so impressed. It didn't, yeah, I was, I was sharp. <laughs> yes, you were. I was right on top of that one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you would not eat liver, and Walden, I, I think I know what yours is. What would you not eat, period? Walden, are you on the phone? I, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm deep thought. Oh, that's very dangerous. <laughs> I know. Yeah, don't do that, Walden. Uh, 
<laughs> what that cheese that smells like dog? Oh, Limburger? Butt? Yeah. That <laughs> Limburger ice cream I would not touch. Oh. Uh, <coughs> well, Limburger cheese I wouldn't touch either. Boy, that stuff is wild. Well, then I thought you were going to finish it. What were you going to... That, sm- that, that smells like dog what? Dog stuff. <laughs> No, I, 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 I don't think he wants to go. Like if I were going to be, if I were off the radio, I could, I might have said the, the kind of say, but I said dog stuff. Oh my gosh, it's it smells like somebody needs a shower and took his it, shoes I off. I tried it once, and the smell was worse than anything else in the whole it, wide it's world. It's just awful. My mother and my grandmother loved it. And oh. the two of them would get together occasionally in the middle of the afternoon, and they would have some Limburger cheese. And we would come home from school, and before we got to the door, we knew that what they had done. It's that powerful a smell that we could pick it up outside the house. <laughs> See, that's my biggest problem. I have a really, really good smell. I can, I can describe meals and things almost a half a block away. And those things I'm really sensitive to. Anything that's a, a, a smell, it just turns me off like that. It just... Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Awful stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what is the temperature up there, sir? Um, have a look. Should go look. I'm guessing it's probably Zimmer in the low 30s, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, that is not good. Come on, Ron. Dun, 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 all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll go. Dun, dun. No, it's right. more. You got to, Walden. You got to do it. Oh. You got, got to, you got to, got to get your, get some, some tongue action there on the roof of your mouth and go. Uh. You do, may not be able to do it. No, I don't. No, I don't do. No, I, right. I can do there. I can't. Well, do aren't you talented? Well, you know, <laughs> I, no, I, no, I cannot snap my fingers either. Well, I can't either. I can't. Hey, I can't either. Walden, can can you do this, Walden? <laughs> that's gonna take practice. That's, oh, that's good. That's, <laughs> is that your computer? No, that's no, that's, that's me. Computer. That's Larry. That's me. Amazing. Really? Yeah, you change. You have to change the shape of your lips. They're real open at first, and then you, as you as you change the shape, it changes the set. That's very good. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. You know, yeah, it doesn't give me a job, but I mean, you know, my you know. goodness, it's great I can't on a whistle date. through my teeth, but it's, you can do that. It's mm-hmm. great on a date, right? Is that what you do on a date? <laughs> yeah, sure it is. <laughs> you, you you know how to do spoons and knives and fork tricks on the dinner table too? I ha- I don't think I ever got that far. It is twenty-eight degrees. Twenty-eight. Wow. Twenty-eight. Right. My goodness. No, I can't whistle. I can't snap my fingers. Now you can whistle, Larry. I can whistle. That's easy. Give us a demo. Give us a demo. Come on. Whistle. John can't. John cannot. John goes. <laughs> <laughs> and you go. <laughs> I can do that. Ooh. You are serious. I can, can even whistle. whistle. I can even whistle. Like... I can inhale and whistle. <laughs> I can even do. And oh, then, which, which means that the, the sound system's awry, and then when it is, then they fix it, and I go, 
now, who do we know who can whistle like Bing Crosby did at the beginning oh, of his show? Or like Bing, or like Mel Blanc. I can't do that. That's different. Bing Crosby could. Difficult to do, I would think. That, that was incredible. Yep. I, I, I just, I don't know how people can do that. You can do that. You can make that's good. Tones. Yeah, but so you're anyway. a sound effects person. You're not um, a song whistler. You're a sound effects person. <laughs> oh, I draw Melinda nuts because I used to do stuff like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, that's like red pepper. You, you, it's fun, but you use such a tiny amount. Yeah. <laughs> Life was fun. Life is good. Okay, now, Ron, what can you do? Larry, Larry told all the tricks in his bag. bag. What can it's you do? Them. He okay. can open boxes. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Uh, have you have heard of someone uh, named Wes Harrison? I, I, I thought you said who died earlier, so I'm not going to ask you again. <laughs> what did you just say? Wes Harrison. West. West? Harrison? Wes. Wes Harrison. Yeah. I've heard of Rex Harrison, but have I heard of uh, Wes? Wes. Wes. I'm not sure. Oh, Brett Harrison. No, I don't know that. Wait, I got a phone call. Be right back. Okay. okay. He, uh, he does uh, vocal sound effects, and it's incredible. Oh, everything, it, 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 it did the guy who does it for uh, Perry Home Companion? No. There's supposed to be some sound effect guy that does it all through his mouth. I don't know if he's, if he's involved with, with Terry Holmes' man or not, but I've known about him for years. I didn't know about this guy until Larry told me about movie this year that uh, that's what he does. He does all these live sound effects with his voice. Well. That's a good coughing spell. This is Yesterday USA. We've been sponsored by Ron Cough of The Daily Show. And garlic ice cream. Uh, uh, what? Who sells garlic right. ice cream in the first place? I've never heard uh, of it. Well, there, there are ice cream stores, the old-fashioned kind, and there used to be one at the beach. I don't know if they, they were refurbishing and redoing, uh, remodeling a lot of oh the stores God. in the little Times Square area over on Fort Myers Beach. Uh-huh. And I hope the ice cream store is coming back. It was old-fashioned. It just had a long glass case filled with these five-gallon containers of various ice cream. And one of them that they had was garlic ice cream. I can't imagine I wonder if Ben and Jerry's might have it. I can't imagine that. I I, I just, you know. I can't go there. Ben and Jerry, Um, they they have interesting flavors, but I don't know about garlic. I don't know if that would work. I just can't. I can't uh, think. I can't even think about that. Ben and Jerry's flavors. Well, let's see. I got all the normal ones. Well, boom, chocolata. You know, I I did a um research paper in in my MBA school on Ben and Jerry with part of our group project, and they got started by selling ice cream in the back of their car. I can't believe it. That's what they did. They drove around and was just selling it from the back of their truck. Was it Ben's truck or Jerry's? I don't know, but, it, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's how they got started. Huh? Cool. Cool, that's neat. Yeah. 
part of the Americana story, I guess. Everybody starts somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tailgating it is a good way to start. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. All right. I'm looking. I'm looking. Let's see. There was a there was a number one hit record that that got its start out of uh, selling, uh, being sold out of the back of the guys' cars because they couldn't. They got it. Uh, they originally put it on in, you know, in the tent, a little small label. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't couldn't sell the darn thing. If they kept selling out of their car, and somebody picked it up and RCA got it. And what was the record? The record was in the year twenty five twenty five, and it and it went sky high after that. Okay, the Gilroy Garlic Festival out in California has it, but of course that's a garlic festival. Okay, AmericanFoodOnAbout.com has a recipe for garlic ice cream. Oh, my. Now, see, I won't ask you to make garlic ice cream, Patricia. Peppermint, I will, but garlic won't. Well, that's good because I wouldn't. No, I mean, it's always nice when you're meeting of the minds that you will not ask me to do something that I wouldn't do anyway. So, no, but so I'll we're, bet, I'll we're on we're on a clean page here. I'll bet Walter she me fifty dollars thing for you. Well, now, see, Patricia, if we were going to have a group project, if we mm-hmm. were going to have the family reunion. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to do the work. You should help guide us through making the peppermint ice cream. Well, I can get I can recruit John Rowe. We can all crank the crank, and we'll get the peppermint ice cream done. Well, you know, with the with the modern ice cream makers, you don't even have to crank. Yeah, that's no fun. No, I agree. I agree. Okay. We had, we had, we had Pickled garlic bacon ice cream. Huh? Now, if that oh. isn't a disgusting <laughs> thought. Great. That doesn't even sound good. doesn't even sound good. It says garlic and vanilla bean are naturally compatible spices. I don't think so. <laughs> I can't imagine that. that. I mean, can you imagine pickled garlic bacon ice cream? It sounds like something people, people people might put on a burger rather than on their ice cream. Yeah, it, it sounds like an invasion from outer space. It sounds like something wrong. Yes. Very okay, wrong. recipe number two for what we are supposed to eat with garlic ice cream. Mm-hmm. It contains honey and five whole raw garlic cloves. Good grief. You know, I'm, I'm surprised nobody's ever made honey ice cream. That, that's something you don't see in the store. Um, let me tell you what kind of a website I'm on here. Oh, and okay. it looked pretty classy until I got to this sentence. Okay. It says, let me see, what did I, ooh, ooh, smoky element. Hold on. This recipe was great. Where did I see it? Hold on. Now, see, I moved the page. Just a second. Just a second. It's really classy. By the way, everybody, tomorrow Tommy Hawkins will be a special live guest. That is guest with John, Larry, and I. Bill, Mike, Mike is still away for the week, so we'll see if Bill Bragg needs any help during the week. I, I, I would not be surprised, but Patricia's got a working assignment, so it'll be, it'll probably be a combination of John, Larry, and I, or just me, or whatever. We'll have to figure that out. 
And hopefully we'll be making some more announcements about Rep Showcase. That's coming up sooner than you think. So mm -hmm. we should probably get some stuff out. Mr. Hey Good, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> and Friday we're having two authors on who've written their book on Mickey Rooney. So that will be on Friday. And in a week from tomorrow, we should have, if John hasn't made the call yet, he better. He has not. He better. Well, but he will tomorrow. Are Herb you awake, John? Herb <laughs> Ellis is what we're think, hoping for. I think if he is, he probably wouldn't own up to it. Probably not. That's okay. I'll I'll uh, I'll talk to him about it tomorrow morning when he wakes up. Okay. Here is recipe number three for garlic ice cream. Ew. Someone left a note that said, Be still my heart. This recipe looks like horse snorting good and adds bacon. Horse snorting good. That doesn't sound exciting at all. Now that, that's place and culture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she was. Not at all. No. She was. She was. So there are many recipes for pickle and garlic ice cream. Ew. If you would like some, I would be happy to pass them on. I'm still trying to get somebody to make a peppermint ice cream. I'm not going to bother. No, we're, we're stuck on a good one. Not <laughs> 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 Oh, my goodness. Did I tell you that our eagles have twin eggs again this year? Uh, not, ah. not, not on the air. I think you, saw me, you sent me a little email. Oh, my gosh. I was a wreck. Two or three years ago, our eagle Harriet had two babies. It's, it's not terribly unusual for eagles to do that, but they, they typically lay one egg, and I can, I can deal with keeping track of one little eaglet until it's big enough to fly. But she had two, and there is competition for food. Uh, the older one, the eggs are always laid three days apart, so there's always one that's smaller. They don't grow up equal. And they frequently, the little ones frequently get picked on by the bigger one and sometimes will get pushed out of the nest. And because they can squeak louder and they have longer necks because they're three days older, they get more food than the little one. I mean, I was a mess. I was up at 4 o'clock in the morning one night because I thought one of them had a broken wing. The little one, it, it had its wing stuck out in such a strange configuration that I thought he had broken his wing. And I was a wreck. Oh, my. But he, he turned out okay, and both of them fledged. They were both okay. But Harriet, Ozzie and Harriet were the names of the eagles. Ozzie died this year, and Harriet has a new mate, and they made two eggs. I guess he's virile, or she is. I don't know which. Yeah, maybe. But you can, you can open the cam. They've got a cam on the eagle's nest, and you can look at them in the nest, and like one of them is hunkered down on the eggs with her little head to the side, and she's fast asleep. But um, she's a wonderful parent, but gee whiz, when the two of them show up with food, the one that squeaks the loudest gets the most. Oh, my. And they, I mean, oh, real, I was a mess. I thought, my God, you know, it, it's just, if, if I ever had twins, I'd never sleep. I, I'd be, are you okay? Are you okay? You're littler. Are you okay? Oh. Okay. Try, try, triplet. So, so if uh, what about 
the Quinn Clark voice? Or how would he have right. felt having, was it if, five? If I had Quint? Five. You, you, if, uh, if you could, you could find me in the local rest home. Well, I'm, I'm married to a triplet. <gasps> you are. Really? Yes. And? And I got the best one of the bunch. Um, are they all girls or a mixture? They're all girls. No, they're all girls. Any, any two of them identical? No, none of them are identical. None. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> oh my goodness. And I got and they, the best one. And you what? I got the best one. You got the best one. That is so sweet. I, that is so I got sweet. the best one. Okay. When when they were growing up, or even when they were born, was any one of them much smaller and much more fragile than the other two? I think my wife was probably the, was was the smallest one. Mm-hmm. Oh, she said she wasn't. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Uh, she was the middle one. So the middle one was smaller. How how much? Uh, this is terrible. This is personal stuff. How much did they weigh? You know how much you weighed? The three of you. The two. Three of you. How much did you weigh? I weigh three pounds, and weighs two, and she weighs four. Her, the, the, the biggest one was four, she was three, and her sister was two pounds. Okay, so My how, how fast, I mean, John and Laura separated by three minutes. How fast was Jack, Jackie from her two sisters? What would the... How much time was there between you two? Five minutes. Five uh, minutes between all of you? Yeah. Yeah, there were five minutes between the three of them. Mm. A two pounds, my gosh. That's a tiny baby. And she did okay, yes? She said her dad, when the third one came out, he fainted. (laughs) Her mom didn't know that she was having triplets? She thought it was maybe twins, but she didn't know it was triplets. Wow. She was more than one, but she didn't know it was three. Yeah. Yeah, even with the sonograms, the sophisticated sonograms you have today, sometimes a third baby will not be detected because it's behind the other two. That's right. And, you know, so you can wind up with a humdinger of a surprise and plan for two and wind up with more than two. Yep, more than two. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think most parents want to know if, what the sex of the babies are? I mean, I think Most be very... of them do. I think it's uh, from what I've read, it's the minority who says no. We'd rather be surprised. Uh-huh. When 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 our two came along, it wasn't really that far advanced yet, and it was not that easy to do. And I wouldn't have I wouldn't have wanted to know had we been able to. I would not either. No. And we have two boys. I figured that out when you said when we had our two sons. Yeah, that's it. Okay, good. I are smart. I are smart. Well, that's all for you. You're good. <laughs> but um, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't have wanted to know. Well, isn't that part of the fun? Trying to trying to think about if if it's going to be a boy, if it's going to be a girl. I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah. How did you t- how did you two come up with the name? Did you 
did you wait until the child was born, or did you did you think about it if it was going to be a boy or be a girl ahead of time? How did you guys? Well, my brother and I both had first names that began with R, so we figured that that at least that we were going to be we going to have ours. Well, the first one uh, we didn't want Junior, so we changed my name around, and 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 that way he's not a junior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, the second one, um, we named after a very dear friend of ours who we lost in a car accident several years ago. A guy we went to school with who was really responsible for getting us to hooked up. And so we lost him several years ago, shortly after we graduated, actually, a year after we graduated. He died in a car accident. And so we named our second one after him. Oh. What a nice thing to do. Uh, we thought so. He was really a special guy, and yeah, there was some sentimental stuff there because I say he, he really was responsible responsible for getting us hooked up, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought that was a great thing that he did. At least I did. Excellent. It was, it was good. Now, uh, one little bit of unfinished business here. Thank you for the music. I like that. I could like some more if you want. Which one of us are you talking with? You, Patricia. You, you, you. I sent you music. Uh-huh. Yes, you did. Oh, yes, I did. Christmas music. Yes, yes, you did. No. And you would, and you would like more? That too. But you also sent me some uh, early, early, uh, early music. Remember? The 1917 music. Oh, the early, early years. Yes. What yeah. you have is what I have. Oh, that's that's my entire collection. I don't have any more than well, thank that. You. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. It's very good. It's very good stuff. Very good. I thought it was, and I'm not particularly fond of, you know, vocalists, and I'll kind of bypass them sometimes. You know, single singers. I prefer groups or quartets. And, yeah. But those, I listened to a couple, and I thought, my goodness, these are really good. They were kind of neat. Yeah, they were. These are um, vocalists from... 1916, 17, and 18. So it's really way far back. And they were good. They were so good. Very good. Walden, did I ever send them to you? Yes, I got them too, my dear. So thank you. You did. Larry, would you like them? You got got to him too. Yep, I got it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. I do remember sending that to you. Nice transfers, by the way. Very good, very well done transfers too. They were excellent transfers. But Patricia works really hard on that. She she gets out her uh, her seventy eight record player and hook it up to a computer and dubs them off very well. She. Oh, I thought she was. I thought she was using cylinders. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe she is. <laughs> I are seventy nine. How far <laughs> can I go? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my, oh, my goodness. Better. I suppose I'd better get off here and let somebody else get in. I've, I've been causing enough, enough mischief. It's only almost 1 in the morning for you, Ron. I mean, my gosh, you know. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds wonderful. Take care. Happy New Year. Same to you, and thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, the phone rings. That's the big question around here. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, maybe. I think it will. Seven one four five four five two zero 
1971, and I have some January information. In addition to being National Bath Safety Month, which really excites me, it's National Braille Literacy Month. Yes, it is. Yes. That's true. So what is promoted during National Braille Literacy? Is it the, the system? Are they encouraging people to learn or be aware of it? Or both? Yes. Or more? I think both. So they they, they, they do talk about the fact that it's important to learn to read Braille if you if you need to because some people don't and or uh-huh. and or to keep reading Braille if you know how to read Braille because with the advent of the computer and other things a lot of people don't sure. use it as much. So However, they, there are there are so many places that employ Braille. For example, the outside of a hotel room mm-hmm. they'll have the number of the hotel room and underneath it they'll have it in Braille. Right. And in right. banks, if you have a, a walk-up window in a bank, they'll give you instructions in Braille. So there are so many things that you could use it for mm-hmm. that are apart from a computer. Right, right. Walden, some people do, Walden, some people don't. Yeah, Walden has said at different times that the number of people who can read and write Braille, uh, that raises an interesting question. Anyway, the number is very low. Are yes. there people who can read Braille, but don't necessarily write in Braille. Yes, there are some. But generally, generally, you know, generally when you learn to read Braille, you also learn to write it. Mm-hmm. That's that's generally true. But well, since more sense. and more people are, are becoming blind later in life, they don't always learn Braille. So yeah. the percentage of those of us who learned because we were born blind is mm-hmm. shrinking dramatically. Yeah. So how do you encourage people to invest time in learning Braille? That's tough. Because, you know, time is pretty valuable as it is. I, you know, I, I guess there just has to be a need. And I like to read, but I read mm-hmm. most of my stuff on... It's it's either on a digital machine or mm-hmm. on a cassette. Braille books for me are way too bulky. So I don't read in Braille much anymore, although I do read some things in Braille, but generally it's not a reading book. Mm-hmm. I view Braille as a note-taking device, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's strictly how I look at it. Hello, so Carl. You're, something- oh, hello, Carl. You're on here. Yes, I know. Oh, good. And it's currently 24 degrees here. Ah, very good, Gary. And it's supposed to get all the way down to 12. You're having a heat wave, I see. Yes, we are. (laughs) All right, now, this is a serious question. I have a serious answer. Okay, when it is, I'll pick an arbitrary number, 25 degrees. Ask him a Braille question. Yeah, right. I have another Braille question for you in a minute. When it's 25 degrees outside, what is comfortable clothing for you when you go outside? No shirt. Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> no, seriously. What what would you choose to wear? Um, it depends on what I'm going to be doing. Okay. If I'm That's fair. If I'm just going to go. To, to the car, to go to the store, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have a just a, I have a, a little light jacket that I wear. Okay. But if I'm going to go out and blow snow, I have a heavier jacket that keeps me very warm. And what about pants and boots? What you have heavy? Are they heavy pants? No. Uh, I I um, I wear most of the time. Um, they're not the thick. Um, um, Denim? No, 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 no. Um, sweatpants. That's what. Okay. I'm... All right. Fleecy type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're not the real. I've, I've got a pair that's real thin. Mm-hmm. I wear once in a while, but uh, uh, I just got some newer ones, and it's they're not really thick, but they're not really thin either. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a couple of pair that are really thick, and I really don't. Well, one pair, and I I really I don't like wearing those because it just I get it makes me too hot. So, <laughs> but. I've been up here so I'm you know I've been up here almost 30 years and uh you know like I said I, I'm originally from Louisiana I grew up out in the desert that was the first 30 years and now I've been up here and um and you know you know cold's nothing you know cuz you can always get warm but in, in the summertime, when it gets hot and muggy, you can only take off so much, and then you're still hot. <laughs> and for me, it's the other way around. I can't get warm. Once I'm cold, I, I have a horrible time trying to get warm. But if I'm hot, I can always find a way to cool down. Well, yeah, there's, you know, you know we've got, um, you know, they, they say that... Um, Minnesota is land of 10,000 lakes. Well, Wisconsin's got 30,000. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah, we've got 30 we've got over 30,000 lakes up here. Especially as you go further north towards superior, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's you know, like I said there's Do you know in terms of percentage what percent of the land mass does do the lakes double up? Oh, uh, let's see. Let me. Um, no, that's not what I want. This is what I want here. Um, I have to. I'm looking. Um. Da, 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 da. The area, total area, seventeen um, percent is water. That's a lot. Of Wisconsin, seventeen percent. That is a lot. We uh, see area-wise, we're we're twenty-second. No, twenty-third. Uh, we rank twenty-third in area, uh, with a total of. Uh, 65, 65,492.82 square miles. 
We're two, That's a lot. <laughs> 260 miles wide and 310 miles uh, the length. Okay. That's a, that's a chunk of that's a chunk of acres. Um, our highest point is Tim's Hill, which is one thousand nine hundred and fifty-one feet. Okay. And the lowest point is Michigan, Lake Michigan, which is actually at five hundred and seventy-nine feet. Really? Yeah. How interesting. And so. Um, that is an interesting deal there. And we are the uh, we are also the geographic center of the northern hemisphere. Well, my goodness, I did not know that. Yeah, if if you go from the equator so, to to the North Pole, you're at the halfway point. Yeah. I'll be darned. I would not have guessed that. I would have put it down in Texas somewhere. You're too far south there. Well, I know that now. <laughs> I didn't know it before. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. The geographic <laughs> center of the 48 states, I think it's someplace in Kansas. I think you are right. Walden is our geography expert, aren't you, Walden? He left. We lost him. Larry, are you still there? I'm here. Where is Walden? Uh, at his house. <laughs> I, he I, went I, for I, a snack. Oh, probably. Birthday boy. <laughs> he probably yes. went uh, for garlic ice cream. Oh heavens! Oh heavens! Gary, is that something you would taste on a dare? On a dare, yeah. But uh, just to eat it normally, no. My son might. He's into that weird stuff, so. Um, but um, not me. You know, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what I wouldn't eat. Um, oh, raw oysters. I, I won't eat I'm, raw. I'm with you on that. Would you do it on a bet or on a dare? No, not even on a dare. Not even on a dare. My dad used to eat raw clams, and he convinced me that I needed to taste one one time, and I started to chew it. And he said, no, 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 you just swallow it. You put the sauce on and you just swallow it. And I thought, well, I could swallow goo all by myself. I don't, you know, I, what's the point in having something that you don't chew, you don't taste, you just swallow? There must be an aftertaste that you enjoy. I don't know, but... That... Have you ever had any, Larry? Nope. No, I have not. We can put that on the I don't want it list. Yeah, that's... that's... We, we can do that. So, Well, Gary, thank you so much for calling, and Happy New Year. I really hope that this turns out to be a better year for you than 2015. You had just some challenges there. Yeah, uh, you know, I was listening to a couple of the guys earlier, and... Uh, you know, I was wanting to call in and complain about, you know, have somebody's shoulder to cry on. Because that's, you know, I, I noticed that's a lot. And because this is a family. Mm-hmm. That's what we, you know, we 
we put out our, our our worst stuff towards the family and and you know that's where we you know relieve ourselves sometimes yeah and, yeah uh, yeah because uh, well what I was wanting to talk about was my the, uh, my son's birthday is on the 23rd and it's his 20th birthday Wow. and we had made plans to go to a water park down in the Dells and we called to try to 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 do it and mm-hmm. to find out the prices for the water park and you can't go to the water park unless you rent you know you, you get a hotel room <gasps> and it, oh my gosh it's that's the way it is with all of the indoor parks that are down there in in the Dells and it's just we don't have um, just to, to stay one night. It's it's going to cost a hundred and a uh, hundred and ninety dollars. Wow! And we don't have that. How far is it from you, from your home? It's uh, seventy miles. Seventy miles. So reasonably you could travel to the park, have a good time, and drive back home. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're planning on doing. And now you can't. My gosh. I've I've never heard of that kind of a restriction before. I'm a contractor of public relations department, Gary, just to see if they can make an exception. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> um, it just, it just, it upset me, you know. That, uh, you know, well, I, I said it said it was my, you know, my son's birthday. And yeah. It, it, Sometimes it, it's remarkable what a really nice letter can do, especially sent to the president of the company. And maybe they would, if they explain the situation, maybe they would make an uh, exception and yeah. don't have to, that we wouldn't have to stay at the, the hotel. So I wouldn't give up here. I, I, I might. Well, we're we're looking at going north of us. Uh, there's a, another hotel that's, that's uh, uh, it's to, uh, about 30 miles north of us, and they have a smaller indoor uh, water park. And uh, we we went there once, and so I'm, I'm going to contact them on Monday and see if you know see if they if they got the same restriction now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'd be closer to, for you know for all of his friends to try to get to it, and then yeah. Think. Honestly, Gary, I I don't know anything about resorts and parks and stuff like that. I have never heard anyone talk about that kind of a requirement before. Larry, have you? We lost Larry. I think we lost Larry now. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear him in the background. I think he's probably answering the phone. I guess, I guess John would they, probably be a better person to ask that question. Gee whiz. Gee whiz. That's terrible. Yeah, it's the, it's the largest indoor water park 
uh, in the United States right now. Okay, so they're asking you to pop $190 for a hotel room. But but then the, the park is free. And that was going to be my next question. Okay. Yeah, the, then the park is free for six people. Because it's... Uh, now, if I, if I knew that four of his friends were going to be coming and they would be willing to help pay for it, mm-hmm. you know, then, yeah, we, we could do something like that. But, uh, you know, we don't, I don't have any definite answers for yeah. anybody. Yeah, that, that's a lot of pennies to put down for a day at a water park. I'm, I'm just stunned that that would be a requirement. I mean, yeah, we we want to go to you know Disneyland and Disney World, but you know that's that's going to be um, oh three to four grand. For mm-hmm. just if food. that, I I think you're talking very low end on that with the costs that are associated with it, Gary. You have to sell a house for three people to go to Disney World. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, unbelievable. You know, Wisconsin to Florida, you know that's that plane ticket, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you got to rent a car, and then then a place to stay, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Oh, it's, it's huge. Well, you need a rich uncle to will a whole mess of money to you. It's lovely being poor and on a fixed income. <laughs> <laughs> well. But, uh, it is. Uh, am I allowed to use my word, Walden? Yes. It sucks. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's my word. Walden says I can I can use that one. There are many I may not, but I can use that one. Um, well, I'm really sorry about that this disappointment. Ran, so. Really sorry about the disappointment. But you've got the other place to check out yet? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do something, you know. I mean, yeah. Worst case scenario, we'll have his friends come over here to the house and they'll play video games for two or three hours. You know? Sure, sure. Just something to mark the day as special. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if we just do it here at the house, I'm gonna go buy him a cake and and uh, and then I'll make a you know, make a meal or something like that. Mhm. However, mm-hmm. the kids I know are coming over. Yeah. Or make plans to do something during the summer that's closer to home that you can't do during the winter. Oh, it's, there's thousands of things to do. Sure. You know, one, once we pass my birthday, which is in May, <laughs> I'm a Mother's Day baby. So. <gasps> really? And you I, were the oh, gift. And I was always forgotten. My birthday was always forgotten. Because Why? Because it, it was Mother's Day. Yeah, but the, the date of Mother's Day changes each year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's either, I'm either a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But uh, I don't think I've ever had a birthday on a Tuesday. I think the way this calendar runs, it never hit, my birthday never hits. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do. We'll order one up for you. <laughs> so, anyhow, but, uh, yeah, We've got, uh, oh gosh, you know, there's 
lots of things we can do around here in the in the spring and summertime. Yeah. Is there something that you think he might choose from? If you give him a list of things to choose from as a summer activity to celebrate his birthday, is there something that you think he would choose? What does he like? Oh, gosh. It's video games. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we have to do something out of the house here. I mean, would um, would he enjoy... Um, we'd probably go. Um, we'd probably go. I guess we we would wind up going down to the Dale, the Dells, and going to uh, to the, a couple of the outdoor parks. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I mean, we only got what eight or nine of them down there to choose from. That's all. <laughs> Do they have different themes? The Dells is the is the water park capital of the world. There's we have the most in one spot right there. Wow. Uh, do the parks have different themes? Oh yeah. Um, what are they? What are some of them? One of them is called Noah's Ark. Okay. Which is, is they they they're claiming themselves that well they've been claiming it's the largest water park. Um. I forget exactly how many square uh, acres they are, mm-hmm. and um, and then we have um, um, oh gosh, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> um, Mount Olympus. Uh, the, the Mount Olympus, you know, the the they've got uh, roller coasters and things like that, and they're they're named after the gods and all this, and then mm-hmm. in, plus the water park area. Um, but the big thing there with uh, with Mount Olympus is that uh, um, we have a Trojan horse that's there, and it's the largest freestanding tro- Trojan horse in the world. Wow. And... Uh, well, the one roller coaster, there is a roller coaster that goes it goes through it or underneath it, but it, there's a roller coaster that goes right right into it. It's kind of it's really neat looking. And uh, uh, and then we can always go over to uh, um, uh, Lake Michigan. We've been there a couple. We have well, we haven't been there in, a, in probably ten years. Uh, but uh, and then, which is uh, well, we're right in the center, so it's about uh, ninety-five miles to Michigan, Lake Michigan, and it's about uh, hundred and fifty up to Lake Superior. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and then we could always go over to uh, Lake Oconomowoc. So, so which do you think he would choose? Oh, the water park. He'd go to the water park and he'd go through the go do the roller coasters because it's cleaner water. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice to know. 
well, there's so much to do here in Wisconsin. It's just, it's unreal. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's all, it's all within, you know, um, to, you know, well, if we went to Superior, it'd take us uh, about two and a half hours to get up there. Or we could go to Milwaukee, which takes about two and a half hours for us to get down there. So That's quite a trip. But uh, So if we went to Milwaukee, he's got an uncle down there that, that we go stay with him. And, um, and then, uh, but uh, oh, there's, there's so much to do. <laughs> well, making a list for him to choose from sounds like it might be a reasonably easy task. Yeah. Or, uh, well, it depends. On, oh, the other, it would be, it depends on how much snow we have on his birthday. Um, we can go up here to Wausau and go to Root <coughs> Mountain. That's, that's our, that's our major, uh, ski area. And, uh, which is not that big, you know, compared sure. to, you know, places out in Colorado and stuff like that. But that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't, he, he'd enjoy that too. So, um, who knows what we're going to do. You'll come up with something, girl. You are resourceful. Well, yeah, just here talking with you guys, you know, I've already come up with, yeah. you know, 25 different things. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, keep us um, posted. Let us know what you wind up deciding to do. That way, uh... Well, I won't be able to call you. Well, yeah. Well, call us when you want to... Because well, his birthday is on a, is Saturday, the 23rd. Right. So maybe call us on the 30th or whatever you, whatever you decided yeah. after the fact. Let us know. You know? That's only three weeks away. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of things to do. You bet. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. All right. Thanks, Thanks. guys. You bet. All right. Good night. Talk to you uh, no, the, the next time, then. You bet. Take All care. right. Bye-bye. Good night, Gary. Good night. I have two emails uh-huh. from listeners. Uh-huh. I just got an Thanks. instant message from Shanty. Yeah. Um, and she, and I think I told Walden. Yeah, she she sent a little note to me on Facebook. So and she said in her little instant message, she's not active now. I think she's probably long in bed. Mm-hmm. But a couple of hours ago, when she was active, she said it was so much fun talking to all of you. This was last night. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it very very much. Good. Yeah. And so that was about eleven twenty five our time. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, it was enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Very sweet person. Well, I I have some, gosh, I'm really embarrassed here. I've got a couple of emails from listeners. James Garner died in 2014. And you I know, he, they're right. Wow. So the chances I are very good. He's not going that. to, chances are really good. He's not going to accept any communication with you. I don't think so. But you, you know, know, you I mean, are that, right. I had forgotten that. Well, Steve and... Ed, um, who are out there listening to us, sent the reminder to me, and um, 
gosh, I feel like such a doofus. And no, what, this happens. What, what's really disturbing is that the public relations department, the manager, all oh, of this yeah. information is still up there. It's still up there. I don't get it. Wow. No, and they it. are right. He did pass away. I had spaced on that. So why wasn't all of that stuff taken down? I don't know. It happens repeatedly. Mm-hmm. They they just don't bother. I don't, I don't know. I don't or, know. He even had a manager for voiceover work. Or or they keep keeping up for to license images and things like that. No, mm, that's re- true. No, I mean this is just names and addresses of the people who yeah you know managed his his appearances and managed his voiceover work. And, and if you'd you like really to hire people, him, call this number. Do you think those people um, are still, do they still have jobs nowadays with him or his corporation? Interesting. When I talked yeah. to um, Holland Bowes, um, he yeah. was Bob Hope PR. Hit, for him, it was full-time work five years after Hope passed away. There was that much, for some of these personalities, even when they passed away, it's still a full-time job for them. Yeah. To do what? He was doing PR work for Bob Hope. But this is five years yeah, after yeah. Bob died. What yeah. was he doing in that five-year period? <laughs> I guess answering phone calls. Your Bob alive or dead? I guess. Well, also, you know, they were the, the Hope family was reissuing stuff. Yeah. So when they reissued stuff, he had to obviously make sure that the that the American people knew about it. Yeah. You know, so there were things to do. He would tell me, though, there were still. Um, Active management for Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley. Those over well, full time. Those I could understand. He said, you know, there's, there's certain celebrities after they passed away, they have they still a full time PR representative and things working yeah. for them all the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh well. We've got manager, agent, voiceover agency, publicist. <clears throat> this is just terrible. Not only is it terrible, I feel like a jerk. But <laughs> we we all have done <laughs> and, that. Oh, this is really good. He's the best kisser in Hollywood. But um, gosh, I am really sorry, and I admired his work so much, and still do. So I apologize to anyone who was listening. And um, to everyone who is listening, that I, I, this is a big boo-boo, and I really apologize for it. Patricia, <laughs> you'll survive. I know. Okay. And I have an email from Tom I listen, but do not call in New York. Uh-huh. He says he cannot think of any food he doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> He loves liver and sausages. He would taste a tiny bit of Limburger, but just a tiny bit. And he said, as with advancing age, I don't think he's he's that old, but as he gets older, um, he is not repulsed by overpowering tastes. I wonder if our taste buds get less sensitive as we grow up. What do you think? We We lose a certain percentage every year. Do you? I didn't know that. And yet, with the hot stuff, I used to be able to eat hot stuff and really enjoy it. 
you trying to pass off something to me that says, no, there's no, no pepper, no spices, no nothing, like cheese? Somebody did that to me when I was up in Jacksonville. They had, um, you know, cheese snackies and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I, I, I just can't do anything hot. No, 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 it's fine. It's just, you know, plain cheese. And it wasn't. Nobody else could taste it, but my mouth was on fire. Mm. It had little bits of jalapeno in it, I guess. So from the heat standpoint, mine, mine have gotten more sensitive. I don't know about the other stuff. But we're not going to eat raw oysters. Five four five two zero seven one. Our number. You can give us a call. It's only uh, eleven sixteen here on the west coast. And stuff like that. There. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know what happened on January second? Sure. I've only got a couple, and you have to help me with this one. On January second, eighteen ninety. Alice Sanger became the first female White House staffer. But it doesn't say, I could not find anything to tell me what she actually did as a staffer. I don't know if she was secretary yeah, or mop the halls. Or, well, you know, I just don't know. Huh. Everybody has that she became the first female White House staffer. That's all over the place, but not a single place identified what her job responsibilities were. Well, she'd been under Benjamin Harrison. Maybe she maybe mm-hmm. she was putting up the Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I, I thought and there is speculation in several places, including some that look pretty official, that Harrison chose her because the suffragette movement was getting so powerful that he thought taking on a woman in the White House might calm things down a little bit, which, of course, it did not. I mean, what a stupid thing to think. Yeah, you female... Women, you, are, you, women you, are invincible. Hmm? Yeah, you guys, you gals just want to take over the world. What can I say? Oh, right? man, and boy, we've got a leg up on you. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing the best we can. But I thought that was very peculiar that nobody identified what she did but concentrated on why the president might have chosen her. I mean, had to be a position of some responsibility, or it wouldn't have counted. I mean, if he hired her to scrub the floors, that doesn't work. Not not with the suffrage movement. But anyway, okay, January 2nd, 1892, Ellis Island opened. And uh, the first federal immigration center was there. That was big-time stuff. January 2nd, 1949... Jack Benny's television show aired on CBS for the first time. It had previously been on NBC. Uh, that's a mistake. Well, tell me about that. Thank you for the... <clears throat> Everything on the Internet is true. What did they miss? It was his radio show. On... January 2nd, 1949. And not that, TV? No, it was the big, it was the big talent raid. That was that was the big exchange, right? I, and I remember that happening in radio. Right. When did his television show start? Well, oh man, I wish I knew where I got this from. Yeah, um, Sacco. Well, he started to do TV. I think around 1950, like once a month. You okay. Know, once a month or once every six weeks. It was a 
you know, it was sporadic at best until three, four years later where he, it was a semi-regular schedule, like every other mm-hmm. week. Um, because, you know, TV back in those days, most of those guys had to go to New York to do TV. Well, that makes sense, yeah. sure. No. All right, well, maybe I'm not going to read you the rest of the stuff then. You want to go to our stump wall and stuff or what? No, I want you to correct what I've got here. It says, on January 2nd, 1959, CBS Radio ended four soap operas. Does that sound right? Uh, Howard that, Dell Sunday. Yeah, hmm? that, um, I think that's NBC that did that. Boy, so I'm not ever going to believe anything. I'm no, not no, going to no, tell you what they said read, about Read those soap operas. I knew Okay, Our Gal Sunday. Yeah. This is Nora Blake. Nora Drake. Backstage, no, I'm sorry, Nora Drake. Thank you. Backstage Wife and Road of Life, which I never heard of. Yeah, I have. Um, I think NBC was the one that put a stop to that one in 59. Because CBS got rid of the soap in the 60s. That's what I thought. Okay, never mind. I'll wipe that one out, too. All gone. Now, this one, I'm going to trust no matter what. Is that all right with you? Even if you know a different answer? <laughs> Larry, when did Jack start his TV show, remember? Jack Benny? Uh-huh. Either 50 or 51. According to something I just pulled up, it was October 1950. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. And IMDb says the same thing. Okay, Patricia mm-hmm. saw an article saying his first TV show on CBS was January 2nd of 49. Well, that, was, that I know that's his radio that's show. What, that's what I guess he said. Yeah. 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 So I eliminated that and I eliminated another one. Should I manage to kind of. Never mind. I was going to tell you about the life of Riley, but they got two out of two wrong so far. (laughs) (laughs) They said, I'll look it up later. Never mind. But this one, uh, in 1965, Broadway Joe Namath supposedly, Mm -hmm. help me if this is correct, because I got these from all over the place, Broadway Joe signed the richest rookie contract in history at that time for $400,000. 1965, that was a lot of money, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Okay, I'll accept that. And if you two want to talk for a second, I will look up how much money that would be in today's dollars. Okay. Well, Hold goodness. on. I'm probably um, going to go for Measuring soon. worth. This mm-hmm. is a really nifty website. You put <clears> in <throat> the... Dear measuring. No, I don't want to donate. <laughs> um, you put in the year, 1965, and the initial amount would be 400000 and the desired year, what you want in today's terms, Excuse and it says calculate. Poof. I put in the correct year. <laughs> All one, four. And plus, in today's dollars, it would be $2,320,000. My goodness. That's amazing. That is a lot of money. 
for a rookie? Wow. Yeah. Well, for a while, I mean, though, uh, the NFL, until they broke it here the, under the last contract, rookie mm-hmm. quarterbacks were signing for at least $20 million. Now, that was contracts. Never do a de- you know, never do a pass or anything. So they were signing uh-huh. those, those types of deals. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm guessing with when it says contract for four hundred four hundred thousand dollars, does that mean for a single season? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Well, ma'am, that that looks quite acceptable. We could work with that. Sure. We could do that. Okay. Birthdays. Nineteen thirty-six. Roger Miller. Trailers for sale or rent. I, you know, he was always fun to listen to. His, his, I think he started out as a disc jockey. No kidding. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Dame and me, dame me, won't you hang me? You know, I, I for the uh-huh. Won't you take a rope dang, and hang? Dang yeah, me, dang me, take a rope and hang me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, right. You're, you're right. Uh, Canada Road, that's right. Those are the ones I remember most from him. Mm-hmm. King of the Road was good. But everything he did was fun. Mm-hmm. Everything he did was fun. Okay, we're into the Stump Walden arena. Larry, are you ready? I am. I'm going to take advantage of one question, and then I'm going to go to bed. Sounds good. And I don't, I don't blame you. We have yeah. worked you to death. Well, let's hope not. Well, now, yeah, we have. One question. Have we, we gotten have. any more happy birthday going on Facebook tonight? Yeah, up until about two minutes ago. I think there's about 180, 190. No, you I, couldn't cool. crack. You couldn't crack two hundred. I don't. Well, there might be. I got to check. Okay. I'm gonna let it go till tomorrow morning. Okay, because there will be some latecomers. There'll it's, be some stragglers. It's still before yeah. midnight out at your end of the country. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you you've got time. Well, wait a okay. minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because you were born at night. Shouldn't it really go to twenty four hours till Sunday night? I would like to think that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patricia, the floor is yours. I think we just lost her. Yep. Well, I should call her back. Oh. Because her four you called her on Skype? Yeah. And what time did we call her on Skype? Yeah, before 7.30. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's four hours. Yeah. Okay. Pause professional cool. Patricia from FL tab. Patricia from FL home. Bill Brad. Alt tab. Skype trademark. I hear you. I hear your jaws feedback. coming through. By the way. Skype trademark dash call quality tab. Star star oh. star. But alt tab. Patricia from alt tab. Skype trademark. Alt tab. Bill Brad. Bill Brad. Great name for a movie. Patricia from alt tab. Skype trademark dash quality feedback. Alt tab. Patricia from FL home. Bill Brad. Alt tab. Bill Brad. Alt tab. Skype trademark dash call quality feedback. Skype trademark dash call quality feedback. Page star star. Alt tab. Patricia from FL tab. Bill Brad. Alt tab. Skype Trademark left bracket 31 right bracket dash Walden dot tab online tab Walden tab search edit active favorites include John Gap Patricia from F application send it invite the group enter leaving menus Patricia from F unloading job cancel okay enter you found me <laughs> I wasn't oh. watching the clock and puff there I disappeared yep it's an omen I think we all have to go home and go to bed. Okay, Larry's going to stay. You know, you know what, Larry? It was so interesting. Just before the show, Patricia said, "You know, Walden, 
I'm a little tired. Can we do a short show? Okay, let's hit the short show four hours later. I guess just want to let everybody know. Well, I, I'll bet you she will be up. I didn't ask for a short show. <laughs> I might have to excuse myself I know, a couple of yeah. times I know. during the show. But I, guess but I would, I would thought it would be a short show night, but you know. Yeah, but you were so kind and offered to do that if I needed it during, mm-hmm. during the show. That was very nice. Okay, did you choose which one you would like? No, there is your choice. It's your birthday choice. We, well, what? we have a stump Walden. We have a brain teaser. Walden's presidential quote presidential question colonial history first lady quote or history i've got a quote tonight and a baseball question okay uh and i'm going to leave after you stump walden which is next now what happened if we get the answer right i'll leave anyway okay i think you would okay which one do you want stump walden yeah. Oh, the Stump Walden. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I misunderstood. Okay, Stump Walden. Well, Larry's going to know this, and you probably will, too. Which show frequently ended with a Lever Brothers Award of Valor and a check for $100 given to a police officer who had acted with courage? You know what, Larry? I don't know the answer. I'm not sure. I because Lever Brothers is what's throwing me because yeah, I know. Um, you would oh, not Big Town. That's a good no. guess. Well, but because could, it was brought could, to you by Lever. Because I thought I would think it has to be a drama. What about oh, it was Lava Soap? Maybe a Lever, but I don't know. Because you know that would be like the, the FBI. Well, this, was, this was the name of the award, the Lever Brothers Award of Valor. I guess what, what, what Larry and I are trying to figure out what shows, what crime shows were sponsored by Lever Brothers. Um, well, probably would have been a Lever Brothers product, you're right. Right. So, for instance, we know it's not Lux. Right, which is a Lever Brothers pro- right. show. And we know they had My Friend Irma. But, well, wait a minute. Um, Philip Marlowe was president toothpaste. Yep. In the summer of '47, but I don't ever remember them giving that kind of award out. Nor do I. Um, Boston Blast here with Renzo when they had that mm-hmm. sponsor. Yeah, on NBC. Um, Big, Ta- Big Town, that was a good guess. I. I don't know, Patricia. I think you got me. You already want to take one crap? No, I, I don't know. You got it, Patricia. It was the show Call the Police. I never would have gotten I that. I never heard of it. I never heard I of have. it. Really? I, I have. I have, but it made such an impression on me. I didn't remember it was brought to you by Lieber Brothers. <laughs> That's what it was. And it, it didn't, I mean, it wasn't like a two-month run. It had something a little bit of substance anyway. Yeah, no, we have a few of them. They they gave it. It was actually, um, I, if if my memory is serving me correctly, it was the story. They built the the show around a courageous police officer and the the crime that surrounded. It was really a crime show, and it, it was the police officer who had acted with valor in that particular script, who was given one hundred dollars and. Um, 
the Award of Valor. And then his police department received uh, an award called the Plaque of Honor because the police officer was, of course, from that particular department. But I didn't remember. I remembered that they talked with the cop after the show, but I didn't remember that they gave him an award. How so you many? There's something I heard that you didn't, Walden. This yeah, is incredible. I have, I have never heard one episode. Do we know? Do we know, do we know? Can you quick, can you give me a, a, a approximately what era are we talking? Is it the thirties, forties? If you give me one second, okay. I will just happen to pick up my John Dunning book, which is where I just happen to get How many do the I information. Have? Hold on. I didn't make it up, honest. I honest. believe you. I All just haven't people. heard the episode. We have six of them. Okay. Patricia. I wonder. Call Hang on police. a second. Okay. 1947 to 1949. And they were three summer series as a replacement for the Amos and Andy show. Huh. And then it was a replacement for, let's see... For Faber McGee and Molly, and then again for Amos and Andy. So, so there. Larry says we found, we have six of them. So it's it's kind of interesting to to listen to them. I mean, it's certainly not, you know, made out of dynamite. But it was a, it was a well done show. Uh huh. I'm surprised so. there were only six episodes, but of course there were some replacements. So. I want to see something. What you got, Larry? Hang on a second. Okay. So at the end, huh? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Between you and the evil outside the law. New York. Between you and the housebreaker, the kidnapper, the murderer, stands the policeman of your community. He gives up his sleep that you may sleep unafraid. He gives up his safety that you may be safe. And if need be, he gives up his very life to protect yours. The Lever Brothers Company, makers of Triple Action Rinso, bring you Call the Police. A new series of realistic radio dramas inspired by the courageous work of police departments all over America. Shall I go to the end? That was, that was the beginning. Shall I go to the end? This is Police Commissioner Bill Grant. Oh. Call the Police stars Joseph Julian as Bill Grant and Joan Tompkins as Libby. Okay, so let's go further Joseph back. Prove their preference to it. You were. Well, call on. Uh, hey, girl. Certainly do. Police Commissioner Bill Grant. Okay, here's the end of applause. Police Commissioner Bill Grant will be back in just a moment with the Lever Brothers Police Award of Valor. But first... Ah! Rinso White and Rinso Bright. Rinso Do you want to hear the Valor thing? Yeah, what's gives a damn information of 33 liters of wash. With ease. A Rinso Keep going. Gentlemen. Okay, here we go. Women whistle when it's washed Ladies and gentlemen, this is Commissioner Grant. No, it's not. It's Joe Julian. It gives me a great deal of pleasure to present the Lever Brothers Award of Valor. 
to an outstanding policeman and the Lever Brothers' plaque of honor to his police department. Selected by Chief Peter J. Sicardi, lifetime member of the executive board of the International Association of Chiefs of Police. Tonight, the award of valor goes to motorcycle patrolman Robert A. Barons of the Cleveland, Ohio Police Department. While on patrol duty, Barron spotted smoke and flames leaping from a neighboring house. Rushing to the scene of the fire, he attempted to enter the front door and two side entrances, but each time he was driven back by the fire. But in spite of the flames, and at the risk of his life, he finally forced entrance through the rear door, and he was able to save the lives of the entire family. To you, Patrolman Robert A. Barons, for your outstanding heroism and unselfish devotion to duty, goes $100 and this week's Lever Brothers Award of Valor. And to the entire police department of Cleveland, Ohio, under the able direction of Chief George J. Matowitz, goes the Lever Brothers Plaque of Honor for their unfailing efforts in protecting the people of their community. So... So much for that. So I did. I wouldn't have guessed. I can tell you're really excited about having located the show. Oh, so excited! There are six of them that I have. Are they all in that good of sound? Yeah, they are pretty much. Walden, are you excited? Yeah, something I got. I got to learn. I didn't know Winslow was a Lever Butter product. I didn't either, and I didn't know that they were around in, the, in doing a show in New York in 1947-48. I want Patricia to sing the Rinso White commercial song. <laughs> Rinso White. Rinso. Happy little wash day song. I mean, I cannot... Oh, I hate that when people say it. I mean, you know, you like. How many letters do you think that company received from women who challenged the Happy Little Wash Day song. Well, they probably were too busy doing laundry to even notice. I know, yeah. Washing machines had been put out on the market by then, but even they were difficult to use and required a lot of strength, and I don't think the majority of the population had washing machines. So these women were washing by hand. Scrubbing sheets and kids' clothes and, oh, my goodness. So a happy little wash day song would not have made me happy. Okay, so what's next? Are you are you giving up, Larry? Yep. You're yep, gonna I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. No, well, I don't know that it's agony. Happy birthday. Have a birthday cake. Oh, Even yeah. Even though you have anything left over, you know. Nope, didn't have any birthday cake. We had bananas foster for dessert, but we didn't have a cake. Banana. Bananas foster. Did not have garlic ice cream. Huh. Did not have garlic ice cream. Nope. No. No. Nope. Especially with bacon and maple syrup. Can you? Uh, Ew. Uh. Well, I'm glad you guys can't go to go to the, the favorite steakhouse. So it all yep. it all worked out. It was uh, it was a nice surprise. It really was. It was Good. fun. Yeah. All right, get some sleep, and I'll talk to you probably before the show. Oh, I would guess. Most likely. This should be fun. Yeah, it should yeah be tomorrow fun. should be fun, too. It should, should be fun. If you haven't pulled anything, there's a ton of stuff in the Dropbox. Uh, I I did, about two hours ago. Okay, then I got four, I put, four, I suspended four more, so you get four more in the morning. Okay. So. Cool. 
Yes, Michelle. All right. Good night, Patricia. Good night, Walden. Good night. Right. Good night, Larry. Thanks for spending time with us again. Boy, you're you welcome. Know, we're going to get joined at the hip here. <laughs> Makes you it very difficult to go to sleep. Thursday. I'm going to have to carry my whole desk to my bed. <laughs> go do your thing. Whatever. I will. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. And I'm glad you had a good birthday. I did. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 That was nice. Larry called me, Larry called, called me during the day. King just was so excited how the birthday tent. So that's a, well, it, have you come on. You talk a little bit. So it's always. And and the poor guy, he stays. I know. And just hangs in there with us. I know. You you you, okay. you 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 know you are the legendary international broadcasting superstar. <laughs> I love that. I have to find somebody else to kiss. <laughs> I just, I feel so bad about that because I I really really admired that man and and enjoyed his work so much and well, still do because the Rockford Files are on me TV as well. But you know, think of a way. Think of it this way: it was a tribute. You loved this work so much that you sort of have blotted out his passing already. So you enjoy his work so much. Yeah, I suppose, but it's it's really sad. We've all we've all we've all well, even Larry Nice, who are tuned in, we didn't think about it either, my dear. So yeah, it was a group. A group. You know, there, there are, I think there are some losses in life that you just don't want to acknowledge overtly and they, they and the and the bad stuff can kind of slide in the background and just mm-hmm. the good stuff stays so. especially if the personality that you see almost on on the screen and right. they're, they're they're sort of in that spended whatever uh what's the word i'm trying to say you know they're they still look like they're 40 or whatever 40 years ago because that, that's what they look like on the screen Oh, well, makes me sad because he really was, he had a reputation for being a good person, just a good person and fun to work with, not a, I don't know, what, what's the male equivalent of a prima donna? Uh, Doesn't matter, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, somebody with an attitude, he yeah. just didn't have it. And everybody enjoyed working with him, so... Okay, it's so sad that we don't so, have him anymore. How lucky we did! Yeah, so we'll get we'll get Mark Harmon instead for you. What do you think? Whoa! Okay. Hello. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're working. We're working on program number two here. This is good. Yes, but he's married. Okay, we need a single guy who you like. But I can fix that. We need a single guy who you like. Anybody on the list? No, no, it's okay. Mark Harmon. I know he's married, but I can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible thing to I say. know you're oh, not Patricia. you you are not you know, the home record personality no I'm not I'm truly not no. but he is a hunk <laughs> <laughs> alright who else is on who else is on Patricia hunk list oh my goodness I, I have to think about yeah, that the, the all time hunk list for Patricia the all time hunk list yeah. wow 
I'll have to report in next week on okay. that one. That, that might be something you can work on at night when you're away from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's your homework assignment while you're gone and away. Yeah. The got a homework list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll make out a hunk list. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So what you, would you like next? Well, you said I had a really good baseball question, so let's go for the baseball question. I think it's a dynamite one. Even if you know the answer, it is just such a great story. Which major league baseball player earned the nickname Dr. Strange Love? I'm sorry, Dr. Strange Glove. Glove. Oh, gosh, I know it. Um, I think it was Richie. Richie, it was the Pittsburgh Pirate outfield. No, Philadelphia outfielder. Risky, Rich, um, that's with a Z. Um, one of those guys who who had a good stick but was terrible defense. But was terrible what? For on defense. Um. Well, you you um, this, I don't mean this as a pun, but you really are in the right ballpark. Yeah. It was the first baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Um, where he earned this nickname, Dick Stewart. Dick Stewart, yes, yeah. He led, yeah. The, and I would have given you Philadelphia because he played for the Phillies yeah, as well. Yeah, true. Um, first baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates who led the league and in errors, errors yeah. for for a record seven years in a row. Yeah, seven okay. years yeah. in a row. Yeah. Now I've I've got this this little blurb that includes a quote from him. Stewart was renowned for his atrocious fielding. He was a first baseman. Right. Um, why would he be out in the field? Yeah, he was such a good hitter. Well, he was a good hitter, but I mean, and on, on defense, if he were a first baseman, why would he be out in the in the field? Well, you know, right field, center field, left field, I don't know. Well, you know, no days. Well, no, never mind. Atrocious fielding could yeah. be anywhere on the well, on See, the nickname of the Pittsburgh Pirates was the Lumber Company. A lot of those guys were known as great hitters, not necessarily the great defense. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, they they put a premium on offense rather than worrying about trying to catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm saying, I'm looking at the word fielding instead of field. And of course, fielding a ball you can you do anywhere on the diamond. So anyway, his atrocious fielding earned him the nickname Doctor Strange Glove, yeah. Stone yeah, I, Fingers. He had three yeah. Stone Fingers and the Man with the Iron Glove. <laughs> it never could manage. I knew the name. I knew it somewhere in that East, you know, Pittsburgh slash Philadelphia. But I don't. I couldn't think of Dick Stewart. Even I know the name. So oh well. Uh-huh. Well, there's a P.S. to this. One night, he in in Pittsburgh, he received a standing ovation by thirty thousand fans, and in his quote, <clears throat> he said, "They gave me a standing ovation <laughs> for catching a hot dog wrapper on the fly." <laughs> 
and they probably did. I mean, you know, he probably snatched it right out of the sky. But he he played, I don't know how many years he had, let's see, 58 to 69. He had 11 years, yeah. and he played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams, including one in, in Japan. Seven teams in nine years. What did they do, just finish a game and put him on a plane? Yeah, well, you know, there were some, there were some players who, you know, the team probably always thought they could do better, so they would get rid of them. Hmm. Well, that's really a shame. Is it demoralizing to a player to be, number one, to be traded at all, but number two, to be traded so many times? Well, the record, uh, uh, have you ever heard George Brett, the yes. famous? Mm-hmm. His brother, Kenny, was a great personality who wore 13 different uniforms. Played. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, those guys, A, loved the game so much, and B, you know, that's pretty good money still when you're just being bumped around. You yeah, know. I know. But, you know, you make friends well, with one team. You play with them for a year, and you share a locker room for a year, most, or even just one season, not a year. M- most, um, players say, training. most players say it's a shock the first time it happens. They don't realize it's still a business. So once they've gone through it once, yeah. then they realize it's a business out there. Oh, man. That's just, I, I truly think that, well, you know, the cohesiveness that we read about with the Yankees especially, mm-hmm. with DiMaggio and Mantle and, you know, all of, all of the, the really high-name people and the high-visibility people, they all stayed together. Right. And it was, but it seems to me that they had more fan loyalty for the players rather than for the team. A lot of times now, players or fans are more fans of the team than of the players because the players mm-hmm. move around. Also, remember, we also forget about a couple the new courts of the Yankees stay together, but they were notorious for always trading with Kansas City and getting taking their best players. You know, so they, they every year or every so often add some of the best players yeah. to a better team. Hmm. We've lost so much. However, the kids today are going to be saying that in 20 years as well. Or 30 years. Absolutely. Hello there, y'all near. Yes, this is Russ Stevens. Hi, Russ. Hey, how are y'all? Happy New Year. You too. Thank you, you too. Oh, thank you. Uh, first of all, I've got a trivia question, trivia question to ask you. Okay. Well, that's, that's for Walden. He's the trivia king. I'll listen, but Walden can have it. Okay. What was the, uh, the name of Hopalong Cassidy's horse? Oh, Patricia knows that Hopalong. one. Yeah, he got champion. Yeah, but he knows Topper. You got oh. it. Yep. Duh. I'm sorry. It was Topper. <laughs> um, y'all are going <laughs> to play that Lone Ranger Christmas thing, uh, you know, where there's um, several people had come to a stable and there was a... Yep, I have to find it, and hopefully we'll play that uh, next Friday. 
Because mm. I haven't been able to, I mean, with my schedule, I haven't had time to go look for it. Okay. So, what else is happening? We're taking a bunch of phone calls, and we're doing trivia questions, so that's what we're doing. Mm. Yep. And wishing people Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, hey, you know why there's only 49, 49, 249, no, 239 beans in a pound? <laughs> uh, because, what kind of beans? Because, what, because they all weigh the same? No. Because if you had one more, it'd make it 240. Okay. I'll get it. Think about it. Two forty pound. Two forty. <laughs> yeah, I get, you have to help me with this. I'm I'm feeling dense. I don't know. Well, uh, what will beans make you do? Toot. Okay. You got it. Oh, two forty. <laughs> got it. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. It took a while, and we were missing a T in there. <clears throat> okay, I got it. Thank you for the help. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I was up for a while, so I just figured, I figured I'd call in and wish all of y'all. Well, thank you so much, Russ. And we'll talk and to you soon. We'll be calling in again, Perfect. and uh, I hope I get my package of shows out pretty soon. Pretty soon. You'll get them. Pretty soon. Take care, Russ. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. All right. Christmas is year-round around here because Patricia has a con- contact with the North Pole, and she, she, is, <laughs> right. she, part, she is part of the elf That's community. That's true. You know, almost all the CDs are done, which is really cool. Hey. Well, I say they're all done. I mean, everybody is going to get something. Some people have a really long list, sure. so they'll get part you, of their you, list. You did very well during the holiday. You made pres- You made everybody presents for them. I did. Very nice. It, it just, you know, maybe, well, let's see, we've got, nope, I'm even late for January 6th, Epiphany. Hmm. Okay. No, there is going to be time for Christmas in July. <laughs> You're so kind. Because it's a gift, what you do for people, my dear. I know, but still, you know. It's a gift. I know it. But if your birthday is June 6th, and you don't get a present until December 6th, well, you'd be happy. I would be happy. You'd be happy. I would be happy. I'm just... Well, you know, I'm just a happy person to begin with, so... Yeah. And we can tell. You know. Okay, what would you like next? Are we finished taking calls? You want you want you want to you want to get the kids? Yeah, I think just All our right. kids. All we're right. we're up All five right. minutes from three o'clock here. Well, you did four, you did great yesterday. Four, my gosh. Boy, yeah, and stuff. I know. And you I'm being well. overworked. And you work this week, too. <laughs> and what? And you work this week, too. That's right. Yeah. You were a big, I was such a... You were a big little girl. Yes. I wonder who made me do that. 
Now you can now now you can take a he has now, a twice in the background. Now, now you, you know, don't have to anything. Now now, mm-hmm. now you can take a vacation because you you done the holidays. I can take a vacation. Yeah. This is cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember that when I'm digging around for. A, I tried, I tried to find a motel in the area where I'm going. I was yeah. out online tonight. Yeah. And I belong to a Choice Hotels. It's called Choice Hotels, and right. if you stay at one of their member hotels, you get points. Right. And depending on which motel you want to stay in, when you accumulate a particular number of points, you can get a free night. Right. And they add up pretty quickly. Yeah, so I you, found you, 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 you some of them last year for your, uh, your sister Christmas I present. Did. Yeah. I had just enough for one night at the uh, up at the north end of the state. Right. Um, but I, I found two. There were two in the area where I am going. Neither one of them had Wi-Fi. Can you imagine? <laughs> neither one of them. Neither one of them had a microwave. Can you imagine? They bragged about a coffee maker, and I thought I think I need to stretch my boundaries here a little bit. So I have to find a motel that's nearby, but I'll surrender the points. Good grief. Can you imagine? Well, you can always bring your own coffee maker, my dear. Well, I usually, I usually, uh, not usually, I always bring my own coffee. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> my goodness. Every Everybody taps in. There's one place I stayed in, goodness, I don't know, within the last year that did not have Maxwell House. And the coffee was even more vile, so I, I should accept things as they are and not complain because there's always something worse. Well, Can you imagine, for me, something worse than Maxwell House? No. I no. can't either, I, I, but I, it I, did. I, I, can't, I can't wait till the day we pick up Maxwell House as a sponsor. Because you're going mm-hmm. to be such a good gracie. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, I have a great Gracie quote that I'll give you before we leave tonight. You know, please don't, please you, don't leave before you know, I give that. Let me, you, let me give it to you right you, now. You, you, you and I would make a great spokesperson for Maxwell House coffee. You can't stand it, and I don't drink it, so it's a, it's a great combination. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Well, Fred drinks it, so that's that's a help. We've got yeah. at least one person yeah. out there. But if we're endorsing okay. if we're endorsing the product, we're, we're not the most likely spokesperson for them. I don't think. Well, I don't. I think there's a difference between endorsing uh-huh. and advertising. Okay, I but think. you are the international you, you you are the international super super broadcaster person of the year kind of person. You know, your endorsement goes a long Maxwell, way. Is Maxwell House an international product? Well, These poor it, people are going to call me one night and say, you can talk to our lawyers in the morning. I mean, I, I, just, I just don't like it. I mean, I won't eat raw oysters. Mm-hmm. What else didn't I want to eat? Limburger cheese. You're not really Limburger cheese. Yeah. So the Limburger cheese people can give me a call and let Gar- me know which court house Gar- I should show up in. Garlic ice cream, you're not really Garlic wild. ice cream, but that, that, that's pretty generic, so I don't think... Anybody's going to call oh. me and tell me show up at this particular courthouse on Monday. What about the what about the people that make the garlic slash bacon what pickle ice no. cream? No, yeah. no, Mm-mm. no, no, no. 
No, that, that's, a, that's not even a proprietary recipe because they posted that on the Internet. So I think I'm cool on you that. You know what we need you to do? Oh, dear. We need to negotiate a, <laughs> an endorsement deal for you for Perkins. I think you and Perkins would be good together. Oh, boy, would we be great together. They have the best breakfast in the whole I world. I think you, you'd be the wonderful spokesperson. We need to see if they have a, if they're a national, if they're a change throughout, up and down Florida, and you'd be happy that you, I can work out a really good deal for you. All the breakfast you can eat and uh, 500, wow. bucks, 500 bucks a week lounge money. What do you think? Oh, man, I'd be happy with breakfast once a day. So that's, Don't tell them that, though. <laughs> You're, Some of us are so easily satisfied. You know, if I could get freebie breakfasts out of that, you know, you're, you're, I'm theirs. Your book, I belong to them. You know, 500 bucks a week, and all you can eat for breakfast. So you want to eat there three times a week, three times a day, like, good. Wow. I'll contact them in the morning. Perfect. Maybe mm. they have a hotel that you can stay at to get points. I don't know. It wouldn't, yeah, boy. You know, I mean, I could get points, but... <laughs> Because this is kind of an obscure, it, it's not in uh, a main traffic area. It's in the middle of the state, so it's um, a much quieter area. And they do have a couple of things up there. But once I put in the name of the town and just the word hotels, and a whole bunch of them yeah. came up. So. And you, and you want to be one. part of it. I'll get one that's bug-free with Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. You want to be able to communicate. That way I get the email saying, I'm okay, I'm safe. That, that's somewhat oh, important. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's somewhat important, you know? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, but in the place where yeah, I'm but, going, you know, to do the research, I could connect with Internet there. But, I mean, that that's just a given. A microwave it, now, now today is. is a given. A refrigerator is a given. Hmm. Can you imagine? Well, maybe maybe we can work out a deal with Tom Bodet. Oh, now he did Motel 8? Motel 6. Motel 6. Yeah. Is there a Motel 8? Oh, no, it's yeah, Super Yeah, there 8. is. I think there is a, what is it, whatever they call him, Super 8 or whatever. Super 8, something like that. Yeah, but he did Motel 6. He was such a good spokesperson. Yeah, he still is. He's he still great he's, voice. He's still great voice. He still is. Speak for him. Um, Does he? I yeah. haven't heard in any about a year. Forever. About a year ago, I heard some new ones uh, from him. Um, he has a perfect voice. We'll leave the light on. For you, you were talking about one commercial about Wi-Fi capability. You know, what, mm-hmm. he had a whole routine on Wi-Fi. I wouldn't be surprised to allow him to write his own little spots. You know, I, I just wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, or at least put his spin on it. Right. Because it, 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 they were just made for each other. He did I such wonder how a they great found, I wonder job. how they found him. I don't know. He lives in Alaska. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But I knew he, I know he was doing voice work before hmm. he did that particular, com- okay. uh, or got that contract for that. He, he had a voice that just never wore out. No. You know, it was something that was so pleasant to listen to. He's been he, doing it for over 30 years, I think, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We'll leave the line on for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just so down oh, home. Yeah. And oh. Is there still even a Howard Johnson? 
hotel chain. I know that, that that's interesting that they went to a restaurant chain and a and a hotel chain. And, you know, I think they're still yeah. got some hotels. Yeah, we looked that up one night and I couldn't find any hotels. Yeah, they I might be up right. there, but I couldn't find any. Oh, I thought we looked up the restaurant. We didn't see any more restaurants. Did we look up the restaurant? Howard Johnson? Mm-hmm. The but, Hojo. Yep. They call it Hojo. Huh. Hojo Restaurant. Hojo Restaurant. Oh, and Hojo Reservations, too. Well, look at that. We have a Howard Johnson Inn right here in Fort Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> it's right there. It says Howard Johnson Inn. My goodness. So maybe that's where we can have the family reunion. And it's current locations of Hojo Land. Hojo, Hojo Land. This, this is we're asking for Howard Johnson, and they. It looks like they actually changed their identity, or their branding to Hojo. So we've got Hojo Land, and last two Howard Johnson res, restaurants soldier on. I and that was some, from April. Speaking, speaking of branding, I heard something really interesting this week. There was a KFC commercial, and mm-hmm. in, in the commercial they call uh, they called them some Kentucky Fried Chicken. No I thought, kidding. Yeah, I really that took me aback that they even acknowledged that inside the commercial. Yeah. How many other foods do they serve? But the, you know they do some things regionally, seasonally, but pretty much just straight chicken. It is chicken. I know that they have buffets where you can get salads and things like that Mm -hmm. along with your chicken. Um, But I don't recall, I mean, you know how often I go there. I don't think I've been inside one of those for five years. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember seeing anything up on the board other than chicken. I I mean, you could get coleslaw and, and, you know, stuff that's around chicken. But sometimes they did ribs, which were very good, but that was very... Very seasonal. Yeah, we were talking about that the other night, and yeah. it was, it, it was just. I liked them very, very much, but it's very rare yeah. when they put them out. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's Gracie's quote. Okay. I got radio quotes, a whole bunch of them, so they're good. Brains, integrity, and force may all be very well, but what you need today is charm. Go ahead and work on your economic programs if you want to. I'll develop my radio personality. That almost sounds like a campaign stump speech for her, the surprise <laughs> party, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. but she's busy developing her personality, um, and I don't know. They never did dates on these. That sure reminds me of the current, um, there's that woman who does this thing for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And they asked about her sending a resume. She said, oh, I don't do those type of things. I just go in and just use my personality. Mm-hmm. So that's what she was working on. Mm-hmm. And it was successful. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else would you like? Uh, my presidential question. Your presidential question. Which president had been Speaker of the House and governor of Tennessee before he became president? Uh, well, I think the most famous one is James A. Polk. That is correct. Give that man a kippy doll. Oh, right. Yes. 
speaker of the house, and very, these are very tight um, years here. He was speaker of the house beginning 1835, governor of Tennessee from 1839, and when did he assume the presidency? Uh, he was 11th president, well, I think it was like 1841. Yeah, I mean, this is all squished together, his oh. entire political career fitting in a walnut shell. Hmm. He's he interesting for one. He made four campaign promises, mm-hmm. and, he, and, he, and he's the only president who ever kept every every promise. So he didn't bother to run for a second term. He got all done. He what got, did he do after the presidency? I don't know. I have no idea. He never married. I think hmm. he was always single. My goodness. Well, I can't go after him. <laughs> Cross him off my list too. No, he's not on my hunk list. I mean, who could compare to Mark Harmon? Really? I'll find somebody. I'll I'll make up my list. Okay, what else would you like? Mm, presidential quote. Your presidential quote. Um, he serves his party best who serves the country best. That's a great line. Um. Grover Cleveland? No. Abraham Lincoln? Nope. One more. Teddy Roosevelt? Rutherford B. Hayes, whom I know virtually nothing about. He's one one in the background for me. Well, you'll know him from there. He probably should have never been president because he was third. He was third in the race in terms of number of votes, electoral, and but that was the year they there was not no there was no candidate that had enough votes, so it went into the house and he won up. And he was, I know, Ryan. Yeah. Remember that, yeah. of course, of course. And somebody was really ticked off about it too. Well, they they made a deal. The South was not happy, so they mm-hmm. made a deal with the South. So they agreed to let him be president. And they agreed to pull the troops out of the South. You know, the occupational troop of the Union. Yep. So. Yep. That's the backroom negotiations. My goodness. Okay, what's next? The first lady, quote, quash, question, quash, trivia. Stop. Okay, this is a first lady quote. It's been different, she said after this was after they got out of the White House. I started driving again. I started cooking again. My driving is better than my cooking. And he has discovered Sam's Club. <laughs> that sure sounds like Barbara Bush. It is. Yeah. It is Barbara Bush. My driving is better than my cooking. I just love that. And he's discovered Sam's Club. <laughs> what it have been fun? Well, maybe we can still pull it. Wouldn't it be fun to have her on the show? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I, I just, I don't think you have to ask Barbara Bush a whole lot. If you give her a subject or a topic, I think she would be able to talk for 10 or 15 minutes I, you know, on a specific topic. I, th- I think so. She did a radio Very show. Very intelligent lady. She did a radio show, a, a Christmas radio show. I but I don't have it right now, and I think it's got to be around. What she sat there and read a Christmas story on, on for the radio. Wow, 
I didn't like know to, that. Yeah, it'd be nice to find a copy of that. We could. Yeah. Yep. She is really a remarkable woman. We are very lucky to have her in yep. our country. Yep. And po- that is politics aside. She's just a remarkable woman, period. So, okay. Their daughter was only three when she died of leukemia. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, they've they've taken their lumps in life. Yeah. Okay, what else would you like? <clears throat> the presidential quote. Your presidential quote. You just had it. He serves his party best, who serves the country best. Okay. So you can't have that one again. Because you know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> the colonial question. Okay, what are you eating? Popcorn. I should have known. Okay, what year did Pennsylvania become a colony? And who was it named after? I think it's named after a king. Named Paint. Um. <laughs> That's a horse. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Would you like me to let you know? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh. A colony. Yeah. Remember the 13 colony or on its own, you know? <laughs> Pennsylvania became an official colony in 1681, right. and it was named after William Penn. Penn, yes, I, a Quaker. I, forget, I think he was the first governor. Yes, he was, and he was a Quaker, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and his brother had something to do with this, but I can't remember what. Yeah, you're right. Ask you remember, though, yeah, I'm going to say 1640s. So I was off by 40 years. Listen, when you go back that far and you're talking about colonial times, everything was in a state of flux at that point. So I would have given you credit for knowing it was in the 1600s. Of course. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Okay. What else would you like? We're down to what? My... We're down to... Gee, we're, we're almost to the end. You did your... I think we're down to... Your brain teaser. My brain teaser. You have a brain teaser. Anything else besides the brain teaser? And... You did that one. No. Nope. Okay. We have marched through all of your questions. Let's, let's, let's do your it. Brain let's, let's do it. Okay. How... This is a how can he. How can a man go eight days without sleep? This is Walden thinking. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make a lot of noise when he thinks. That's Walden thinking. He made noise. <laughs> How can a man go eight days without sleep? If he tried really hard. Are, are you stretching? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's, he sleeps on the seventh day, so he never gets to it. Eight days. He goes eight days without sleep. How can he sleep on the seventh day if he goes eight days? 
These, these are consecutive days we're talking about. Um, these are really short days, so it, it gets to them faster. Would you deliver me? Um, Where? Well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, he does... He does it during the winter because those are shorter days, so it, 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 it you know, it, it moves faster. He sleeps at night. That's the answer. Oh. He goes eight days without sleeping because he sleeps at night. Whoa, Good That's for you. Did. Boy, you sure did circle the wagon train on that one. I'm going to sink. That's the end of your questions. Is Adorable One ready to hit the road and not be on the air for a whole week? That is the program. I'm going to miss you. Well, thank you. I will miss everybody, too, and I will miss you. I am accessible by email. If you wish to reach me, I'm at floridawriter at hotmail.com. And by the way, everybody, um, which probably should make it, we've been very light about that tonight. Um, if you are interested in what our future moves are going to be regarding streaming, send Patricia an email. And we're in a state of flux, I would say, until the next, for the next 30 days or so. We're going to be on somewhere. We've already got some backup systems in place. And we're beta testing it, so I don't know which one we're going to go with. I, I, I have a hunch what we're going to go with. But there might be some... You know, some things that we're working out over the next few days or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be here. For listeners, it's only going to mean a change of location. So it will be a different link for you. And, um, you know, there are a lot of machinations going on behind the scenes in order to accomplish that. But for our listeners, it's going to be a very simple change. If it happens at all. But we're, we're following the Boy Scout model. Be prepared. Yeah. So if it doesn't happen, we're prepared. If it does happen, we're prepared. Yeah. So there. Anyway, just made a bunch of interesting email reading a few days ago. What, what can I say? <laughs> My goodness, yes. My goodness, yes. Um, I get to the end of a couple and say... What? <laughs> but truly, that's all it. That's all it will be is just a different link to click on. Because, so. because our our team came together and made some good decisions. Right? My goodness, did they yeah. did they come together and make good things happen? Yeah. You know, for to actually set up something like this is a time consuming and sometimes technical challenge to get into and roll up and accomplish. We get the easy side. We get to click on a link and we're there. They have to put it together. And they did a fabulous job. Thank you, guys. I'm finished. Adorable. Are we ready to hit the road? We are ready to hit the hay. So you want to say goodnight to the family before you put your fluffy head on your fluffy pedal and say <laughs> goodnight? Yes. Indeed, I have a fluffy head. Yes. Good night, everybody. As of tonight, we are back to normal. We will return on Saturday, 
And in the meantime, Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you for being out there. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. And we love everybody very, very much. So say good night to Patricia. Good night, Patricia. Good night, Walden. Good night, everybody. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Lord, thank you for the opportunity of being with us. Thank you for being letting us live in this wonderful country. Look after the homeless, the poor, and the needy. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Love you all very, very much.
Jaws Professional, Patricia from FL Home, Bill and Larry Gassman. Sound Forge Pro 11.0.